Welcome to A Match Made in Space. I'm Allie Goodman. And I'm John Walter. And we are a married couple showing each other the 80s movies of our childhood. This week's movie, uh, Allie showed me Savannah Smiles from 1982. Yeah. One of her favorite movies from childhood. Uh, directed by Pierre DeMauro. Uh, written by Mark Miller and starring Mark Miller, Donovan Scott, Bridget Anderson, Peter Graves, Pat Morita, and some other people. Yes. So, uh, go ahead. Well, yeah, I was just gonna. I, I was. I, I. I don't have a whole lot of really cool uh, information about this one. I. I have not managed to confirm whether or not uh, this movie was ever actually released in theaters. I assume it was. Well, I know. I, I assume it was, but like, I. We have a very. Like it looks gray market the uh, the DVD that we have of it the production company is called Cheesy Flicks with a Z Cheesy Cheesy uh, and uh, I guess legally they can't say it's actual cheese it doesn't have enough milk or something uh, so, so uh, but it's very it's very grainy I mean like it I I've owned VHS copies I bought at thrift stores that look less grainy than That's this true. than this print so I don't know if it was ever like a theatrical level release or not I mean. None of the actors are superstars. I mean, Peter Graves, you know, has done some great, great things. But Peter Graves went through a period where he would do literally anything for a paycheck. Oh, he was so Michael Cohn for Michael Cohn, the Michael Caine of. Uh, Don't call Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Not one of the chosen people. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I've gone in early. That's a bad impression. I've I a never done and b never expected to do today. Yeah, We're not doing Jaws four. Have you seen Jaws four? I don't think so. Oh. Wait, is that the one they did in 3D? No, that's Jaws 3. Jaws oh. 3D. Oh. <laughs> Jaws 4, The Revenge. I don't think I saw it. Oh, my God. We're doing that one. Oh, okay. darn it. Uh, stay tuned for that one in the future. We're definitely doing it. It is god-awful, and uh, you're going to suffer through it I'm because so uh, thrilled. you make me watch lovable, heartwarming family Aww. comedies. This that... made you cry. It made me cry. Oh, yeah. It was manipulated me a bit. All right. Look, look, look. I'm not saying it was a terrible movie. I'm just saying... That Cobra was better than you think it was. Did you point out that Mark Miller? <laughs> yeah, the Mark Miller. The yeah, oh, a little bit of trivia about this is yeah. Mark Miller was he's kind of a veteran like that guy actor from t- the TV era mainly. The and, TV. Well, like he wasn't a movie that guy more. He was more of a TV that guy. <laughs> but uh, he like he'd been around forever, like old Hollywood, like TV Hollywood kind of guy. And uh, he wrote this story originally for his daughter Savannah to play the part of Savannah. In it, but by the time it was made, his daughter was a little too old, so they ended up casting Bridget Anderson, who was kind of a little young uh, prodigy of an actress. And unfortunately, unfortunately, she uh, had a very troubled life, you know. So, you know, to to cast a pallor over this uh, this podcast, she she did not live for very long before dying of an overdose. I will say that um, in the in the in the midst of watching this, sort of in the early part of this, um, if you know John, (laughs) you know his dark horrible humor and he did not know this little piece of trivia about Bridget Anderson yeah, that's how, that's how at I the very out. beginning yeah, I... is he says actually out loud and 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 I will I will read the quote because I wrote it down this is um, one of those it would have been really funny if she was alive and yeah. well and working at a Denny's just I I was I was admiring the fact that she had a Snoopy suitcase if you know anything about me I'm a little bit obsessed with Snoopy I had a lot of them growing up I love Snoopy a lot yeah. and I said something about her Snoopy and suitcase. actually let me let me actually let me actually fill in this part because one of my favorite things to do when watching a movie is to pick a character, especially if it's a fairly recent movie, is to pick a random character. And especially with an old movie, I, I do it too. But like new ones, it's funnier for me. Is pick a random character and say, oh, he's dead now. Like no matter who it is. Like 
like whoever it is, you know, like a random character that, you know, I, I would have no way of knowing. And, you know, because Allie, Allie's very gullible. So usually she'll say, oh, really? Yeah. And I'll be like, I have no idea. You yeah. Know? And so in this particular case, she's uh, she's at a point where she's holding her Snoopy suitcase and she's sneaking outside. And we'll get to why that is in a minute. And John says and I was like, oh, and he goes, oh, she's probably dead now. And I, 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 I looked over. Oh, at him. it was a total Carol Ann from a Poltergeist and, moment of embarrassment for me. And I, and I paused <laughs> the movie and I looked at him and I said, "She is." And he was like, "No." I'm like, "Oh yeah." Like I think he thought I was then, calling and, his and, bluff. And and and, and then and then I, I ended up feeling pretty embarrassed. Yeah, well, he shut up. We're gonna we're gonna delete this part, right? No, no, okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, I'm the one in charge of editing. I'm totally gonna delete this part. <laughs> If you hear this, this means I was a little too drunk to delete, and please ignore it and don't 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 actually pretend I, it's I, real. To give him to give him his credit, he he really did feel bad. So so nothing and and it's oh, not cool. because I she can still off, pull off fake feeling bad. Ha ha ha! No, I'm just and the thing I is that terrible. this little girl is so cute that oh, she's that adorable. saying that like was totally a joke. Oh, it's so, super adorable. Yeah, she's super, super adorable, adorable, and I feel like a, I feel like a real real dingus okay, you so. know, for for laughing at a person who. Died from the ravages of addiction. Yeah, that's really so anyway, anyway uh, let's go on to, to joking happy. about this movie. <laughs> so um, I will say, as often happens with the movies that I show you, I somehow see them. The ones I see so often, I saw you know on HBO as a kid or whatever, and um, always tended to catch the movies in the middle. And maybe I had seen the beginning of the movie once or twice. Or the ending once or twice, but I've seen the middle like 16 oh, speaking times. Speaking of terrible fourth movies in a sequel, have you seen Superman 4? No. So uh, There's a reason. I'm, I'm not just asking this out of random, just to throw may, you off may, your game. May I finish my point? I just want to say this. The bit, what she's I about to summarize is surprisingly similar to the beginning of Superman 4. So anyway, that is all I will say. What I was about to say was that as this movie is one of the many that I've seen as a child, it happens to be a movie I really didn't remember the very beginning of the movie and I probably saw it once this movie contains multitudes this, it, I, yes it does John and one of these days maybe we'll explain that joke no I refuse to um but anyway so I never explain, I had never this apologize. I had this weird like almost like I was having a vision while watching it like oh God this. that's right because you saw the Virgin Mary right in the corner shut up and I don't remember this movie but I'm like oh but this feels bizarrely familiar for some weird then maybe reason. you saw Superman Four. Maybe I did in, instead of this movie. Maybe that's what I saw. Well, they, they're both really heartwarming family comedies. Let's get into the movie. Yeah. Okay. So the movie begins, uh, you know, like like with this, like it begins so like late seventies, early eighties. <laughs> like there was that was the problem with this movie is I actually was in denial about it being from the eighties for a while because it feels very late seventies yeah, too. Like it, does. it it has like and it may have been the graininess of it and it, and everything, or it may have just been you know just some some part of just the way it's shot. Uh, but it feels like it's it's that window between like seventy seven and eighty three. It's very different. This is not the high eighties that we've been experiencing for most of these movies. You know, we've been we've been in high eighties. High eighties. Yeah, the high eighties, like eighty four to eighty seven. Really warm out. You're wearing no, shorts. No, 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 no. I mean high, like capitalized I high eighties. It's I, an artistic. I, no, you clearly I, don't, I, or you wouldn't have made such I, a terrible joke. No. All right. So anyway, you know, like the, in my and mind. By the way, he just literally edged my chair I'm further sliding. away. That's so I can from get him, the microphone. That's so I. Uh, I just yeah, thought y'all yeah. should know. That's this. so I don't pop my peas. I have the pop guard. I wasn't behind the pop guard, and I'm I'm trying to speak right now. See the eighties and. My mind are, are there's there's three divisions for me in the mm. 80s. There is the early 80s, which is also kind of the late 70s. It's there, there's not there's a blurred line between the two. Then there's the high 80s. The high 80s is what really people think about the most when they talk about the 80s. 
high 80s is like 84 to 87. It's where the it's cocaine like, 80s. Yeah, yeah, like it's Miami Vice, the high 80s. It's, 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 you know, it's what when you when you see something set in the 80s, they're looking for the aesthetic of high 80s. Okay. You know, and then there's the late 80s, which are better left not talked about because that was when you know the mullet started really taking over and it just it got bad and you know we started getting like full housiness and you know the late 80s is basically the same as the early 90s and then you know we don't want to think about things like that but um Can we get back to the movie? so anyway the movie and let me actually talk about what i was going to say i i interrupted myself so i'm going to go back and let myself finish then you can talk <laughs> uh no the beginning of the movie is like the music sounds like like incidental music from like an a-team episode from like the first season it's ridiculous and it kind of like as much as i said it starts like superman 4 which it does because it begins with an inept sidekick pulling off a jailbreak it also feels kind of like the beginning of an episode of The Fall Guy. You know, it just has that, like, like it, it doesn't feel high budget. It doesn't feel high rent. You know, it's a very low budget movie. And, you know, it's... It, that's my gesture of I'm running out of steam. Oh, and, is that what that was? It's, oh. it's, it's actually okay for you to interrupt me now. Oh. Instead of when I actually have a head of steam, which I had I when, you, when you interrupted me the first time. Yeah, it's... I'm winding down. Uh, okay, so, yeah, there's... So basically, yeah, there's a jailbreak, um, and they have an aqua car, which I think is one of the oh, coolest things. Oh, damn! You jumped the aqua car line? I wasn't even ready for that. Because you, you skipped the car chase. Oh, my when God. It, like, you skipped you know re- what? I'm just going to bow out and you do this entire <laughs> podcast today, because I can't get it right. <laughs> you really can't, and you've seen this movie so many times. This is just like whenever, you know, I couldn't get it right about, like, what, Cobra or whatever? No, not Cobra. You know, but um, long, awkward pause as my brain shuts off. I was going to talk about the fact, like, when he, co- like, basically it starts with, Al- you know, with, with this guy, Alvy, you know, who's, I almost said Alvy Singer, but that, that, that that's. That is not Alvy that's, Singer. That's, that's from Annie Hall. It is from Annie Hall. <laughs> Wrong decade and also a director I really don't want to talk about anymore. Um, but, like, it, but it begins with, like, this, you know, this guy out on, like, a prison work detail in, in Texas and, you know, and then. Like he basically he gets sprung out of nowhere by this guy in a ridiculous car, this big chubby guy who, to continue the Superman things, he kind of reminds me of Otis from Ned Beatty's character, you know, Mister Luthor, you know that guy. He he's just he's 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 kind of a clumsy, chubby sort of idiot. This character. would be so much more interesting if all of us had seen Superman four, or we had talked about it on um, a podcast. Otis the is in Superman the movie, no, not know. in Superman four. In Superman four, it is John Cryer playing a ducky analog. Really? Yeah, I told you you're gonna love it. Actually, you're gonna hate it, but I'm gonna love watching you hate it, just like Cobra. So, uh, you know, but this is not the Superman forecast. That's next week, probably. No, I'm kidding. I'm gonna show you a good movie next week. I made that promise. Um, you know, I was, but I was gonna talk about the the beginning of this is set up. Like, after he springs him out by pulling up in this crazy-ass car covered in, like, branches and leaves, <laughs> it turns into this car chase between them and the cops, which felt like every Dean Jones, uh, you It was know, almost like stock footage. No, it was like, it was like those, those, 80, those 70s Disney Herbie movies. Yeah. Like, it was like Dean Jones and Don Knotts should have been in that car. Yeah. And, just, it is, and it's got, like, the same, like, cheese dick sort of, like, chase music. And I will say this, not to always go back to this revisit this old topic of how disappointed I was in the first movie we saw. This movie actually kind of felt like the cheese level I wanted from over the top. Yeah. There was a lot of banjo chase music and there cheesy was. country music. There was. It almost was like deliverance, but the good part. Well, not yeah, well, yeah, like, it, was, <laughs> it was like Smokey and the Bandit, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. but kind of a feel-good little kids movie. And, and, and I guess it's really, uh, it's apt to say like the Disney movie, like live-action Disney from the 70s analog, and that it's, it's, it's got that it's not as high budget as you'd think it would be, 
and it's very aimed at kids, and it's very much something that's going to be nostalgic for people who watched it as kids, but it is... It's got a really high cheese factor, and it's loaded with actors who probably are doing it just for the paycheck, but some people who are insane enough to be a labor of love, clearly. Well, you know? what's even what's more interesting, too, is that the first, I mean, quite a while of this movie, maybe 15 minutes of this movie, you really only see these two guys. This little girl is not interested. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, like, in passing, they cut to her for, like, a moment. Like, there's a big party being planned, and she's just getting she, – but she's in her bedroom, and her mom – like, it's one of those, like, her parents aren't paying attention to her. Yeah. It's, you know, and, and she's, like, this cute little imaginative little girl who's, like, playing, and, like, she just wants to have fun and play, and, you know, her you know and her father's downstairs having a dinner party. Right, and, and she and, she asks her – her uh, I guess it's her nanny to go down and yeah. and, and get her mom to come Classic say goodnight. Classic poor little rich girl. Yeah, uh, you know. come say goodnight to her, and – the father won't let her go up, won't let the wife go upstairs, the mother go upstairs, because he's right in the middle of a story and he's running for some political office. And I, I, my my problem with this rationale right here, by the way, is that he's using is generally speaking, when you're running for office yeah. and like, like, and these are the donors and high end people he's talking to, right. not the voters. So I understand that. But at the same time, a family man who loves his daughter, is someone that the voters eat up, or at least if they appear that way. So it blows my <coughs> mind. Not back in the 80s. Back in the 80s, it was serve yourself. Yeah, but I'm saying, but voters, no. Kids vo- were latchkey kids. Nobody cared. Well, I, no, no, I know. But voters like to pretend their politicians are better than that. Like, Reagan never went to church, but he got to talk about prayer in schools like mm-hmm. it was important to him, you know, even though he literally could not say the last time he went to church if asked. I mean, yeah, admittedly, he probably couldn't have said the last time he went to the bathroom when But the asked, way he but, talked, the know. way he, he's like, oh, just give her, you know, 25 cents for her piggy, piggy bank. Yeah, we'll and tell her, we'll be up later. Tell her we'll be up later. I mean, it's a very 80s, early 80s <laughs> attitude. It's very, you know, but the thing is, this movie's also in like the, this movie's in like that era, era like, like just before the greed kicked in really good. So it's kind of, I, I think, I still feel like on a, on a, poli- on a politician level, that seems really foolish mm. to not be like a baby kissing friendly person. You know, like, but, but anyway, so we cut back to them. They're doing their escape and the cops are chasing him. And as Allie was mentioning, the word aqua car came out of Allie's mouth. And in case you thought you were insane, no. And this is abandoned. This whole thing is never mentioned after it happens. But they go driving off. Like after after being hidden, they they hide from the cops using their because there's branches and twigs all right. over it. They basically drive into the bushes and the cops go by like total slide whistle moment, and then they drive off into the water. And my first thought was, oh, it's a womp 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 like Rockford music staying their 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 car. But they keep driving for a while. It is not like it's like this has got to be an aqua car. You cannot drive a car that long into a lake. Yeah, you know. But and then in the next scene. No, no, no. Before the next scene, right? In this car, as they're driving off, and we have more of a long shot of them in this point. Um, so this, obviously, this is obviously done in voiceover. Um, um, Bootsy, which you don't know. Well, I think you know his name at this point. He's bigger. He's the bigger guy. He says to Alvy, he says, he says, Andy. you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. He says, aren't you going to, you know, aren't you going to thank me? And he's like, and then Alvy says, for what? I get p- paroled mm. on Friday. So. I thought it was Thursday. Friday. Oh damn! I was gonna. I, I I almost ruined his parole party. That would have been so embarrassing. Yeah, I have all the streamers really up and waiting and waiting, surpri- and he's yeah. not there. Of course, he won't be there because he's already escaped. He's already oh. escaped. You know. So um, yeah. So and then and then we cut to like the actual mu- movie theme. Yes. Which is which this- is like the shakiest cam I have ever seen. Like I don't know what intern they had holding so the camera. No, that wasn't happening at that point. Yeah, no, it was I'm a just saying. Song. 
I just wanted to say that because it's. And it's, I literally wrote in my notes, "Shaky cam, gonna puking," because it yeah. was that oh, but, bad. But it, but what I was saying was it like like that music part. It's like yeah. that's where that's the twang ding 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 yeah, kind of music. Yeah, yeah. And I remember actually thinking I even wrote this down because I was kind of like this like I was mentioning how like this is what I wanted from over the top this level of like how need him what like yeah. kind of crazy like car chase whatever. I actually thought, where? How is Burt Reynolds not in this movie? Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine Burt and Al and Alvy, the main character? He's kind of a he kind of looks like a cross between like Lee Van Cleef and uh, you know Burt Reynolds. You know, like he's kind of an ugly Burt Reynolds. Like he's like an old B. Actor. I actually feel like he's a, he's if so- I, oh. Sawyer from Lost like aged a little bit. I could see that he, he would totally have, be him. Uh, uh, but Sawyer has a lot more neck than that guy. You know, he's got those big traps. You, you know. know. I'm just going to point this out. I didn't notice that. John noticed that. Oh, come on. We Allie have jo- didn't notice that. Allie's pretending we haven't John joked about his that. freak neck that we talked about for the he first even, five or six episodes. He neck. He has, like, boobs. No, no. It was, it was the, the trap. Oh, I know what you're talking He's about. He's traps oh, and neck. Oh, He's got a oh, weird shoulder Yeah, it's like the dip area. in there is really Yeah, you see, yes. we talked okay. about this a okay. lot. I apologize. We you're talked right. about this a lot more than what the smoke monster was or why there were polar bears. <laughs> the real mystery <laughs> of Lost like... for me was how did Sawyer get such developed traps and such narrow shoulders? It's true because because he does kind of look like you could, he has like almost like dips in there. You could almost like eat eat soup out of there. It's really I, bizarre. I, that is a thought. I want to point out that Allie is the one who said you could eat <laughs> soup out of there. Soup. <laughs> Delicious. Would that be like a chowder or more of a brothy soup? Would it be like a wonton soup? Or okay, well, chowder would stay anywhere better. But I'm saying, if it's a, is, is the di- is the dip? Di- could you eat cereal out of it? Yeah, of course you could. Like, would he? But would he complain at some point? Would he ask you to stop? Probably. Ah, you'd see. The best way for us to get back on track is to get so far off track that uh, we. So oh you know, and, and so anyway, you know, like yeah, he he kind of has this like. Like he's a, he's a little too puffy face though to look like Sawyer. Okay. Yeah, he's we're a, over the Sawyer thing. Yeah, but anyway, he he's he's obviously like, and I think he was like a more of a Western character yeah. actor, like probably because most most actors in in television from like 1950 to 1970 basically did westerns because that's what most television was. Yeah, you know because you know they filmed in California and it was really easy to go outside and make it look like the old west. <laughs> Which I will point out, this this fil- was filmed in Utah, probably most of it in Salt Lake City, and yet the entire time of the movie, John kept saying. This isn't Utah. I've never seen Utah look like that. It's got to be California. I love how they're pretending. I I should point out I have never been to Utah. (laughs) I have strong opinions about Utah (laughs) based on nothing. Yeah, you really don't have any. These are the these are the parts of Utah that I'm familiar with. Any scene? Well, yeah, the Utah Saints. The actual band, the Utah Saints, which I don't believe is from America. Um, I'm And I'm not really familiar with them. I can't, I can't even remember a song by them. But they were apparently big in the early yeah. 90s. Um, and I, I remember the Bonneville Salt Flats, mm. where, you know, like, where you know, where uh, they would do the car test commercials where it's all just salt and whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I think Utah's just a giant big salt flat, apparently. With a lot or the of- movie SLC Punk, mm-hmm. which I guess was mostly a Salt Lake City proper, whereas this is all shot like in the suburbs. Considering that City, SLC was Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, yeah, I know. City. But I'm saying the city proper it was Salt mostly Salt Lake City. Okay, stop it. You know <laughs> That's what? From Book of Mormon. No, it's just you being racist. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> I will end this podcast. You've already now. threatened to end it twice. I will end it again. That's okay. We'll edit it so when you storm out it sounds like you didn't, like we do every week. <laughs> Anyway, was, you take back that I was racist. I was okay. I was pointing out the Book of Mormon. 
I know you're pointing out the Book of Mormon. Don't make me feel bad. Everyone's a little bit racist. I'm sorry. That's uh, Avenue Q. All right. Wrong play by that guy. See, I set up a terrible joke. No, we we can get back to why why this movie this movie's kind of just a jaunt and an amble. It makes this movie just sort of rambles about. So so they end up trying to get food because they don't have any because they don't have any money. And they go to oh they go to steal chickens. They go to steal a chicken from from this woman who is a is a that guy. Oh, she's a that guy. That lady. That gal. She's she's like she always plays like the old farmers' wives. She's Lynn and, something, right? Yeah, Lynn, yeah. She's one of those. She's played. She's been so many. Like she always plays like tough old broads. Right, you'd see her, you'd be like, oh, I know that girl. Yeah, she's she's always like like female prison guards and yeah. farmers' wives Real and just good, like, like you know like wait, waitresses blue at diners. Collar, yeah, she's blue collar, rural, rural, rural woman. Anyway, she's the farmer's wife or the. Who knows? Maybe she's wife. the head farmer, the and he's because he doesn't really do much. You know, it's very much like hole in the bucket, dear Liza. Liza's kind of in charge. In this I don't position. know that she's either, the one that goes with the shotgun. I think they're retired. Well, she's the one with the shotgun. Because he's not farming. He's just sitting on the porch. Yeah, she's but somebody, just comes on the porch. In, somebody comes out with a shotgun. They're the ones that wear the pants in the family. I don't care if they're in a dress. That's all I'm saying. You know what? I, I think that is a truism, but I don't know why you're arguing so vehemently at me because I don't think I was arguing with you about that. I'm just saying I don't think either I of them are farmers. I am doing a play are. right now where I'm I pretty sure step up for the females in the world. Somebody's going to have a problem soon. That, she, that, this is not that play. She's not speaking metaphorically. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so you know, this isn't like some sort of strange thing where she thinks we're in a performance. I mean, we are in a performance, but you know, wow! Is this, are we going to talk about the movie at all? I mean, it's a, it's not a bad movie. I don't know why oh, we're I why we're so far movie. off. It. Okay, you know, I mean, right. it's bad. It's, it's not a good movie they try either. To steal but a what chicken. we'll go later. They, they try, try to steal chickens, and they and and Alby's distracting her with some small talk, boop doop 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 doop, hi, and he's just babbling on, like he's literally babbling like we do to this woman, and she's just staring at him like we we stare at each other when the other one's talking, um, and like Allie's giving me that look now. You're a handsome woman, Allie. <laughs> That that's that woman is a handsome woman on screen. That's why I was I was talking about. Yeah, that. you just keep on going. Ruggedly it. handsome, even. Ruggedly. Ruggedly handsome. I wish I could remember her name, and it I. It doesn't I, matter. I, I'm three feet from a computer. I refuse to look at. So, um, anyway, they go to steal this chicken, get chased off with a shotgun because Albie's because um, Bootsy, Bootsy, which I kept thinking maybe his name is Bobby, and I'm hearing oh, no. it wrong. No, it's Bootsy. Bootsy, Bootsy is uh and. Who uh, he boots the actor played Bootsy Donovan Scott. He's uh, he's in uh, God. What what I I remember I read you a bunch of stuff he was in. He's in he was in the Police Academy movies. He played Leslie, whatever his name is. Oh, yeah, oh Allie's Leslie, looking up whatever. Donovan Scott. There he is, Donovan Scott. Thank you. And he was in yeah he was in Police Academy as Leslie Barbara, uh, and he's also in uh, uh what uh some other. Uh, he's in Back to the Future Part Three. He's the deputy, Strickland's deputy, uh, he's and he's in Popeye. He's Castor Oil and Popeye. That's, That's how right. I know him. That was the big one. In the in the highly underrated Robert Altman Popeye film, which I actually enjoy. That I know a lot of people think is. Terrible. I will also say he he is really good um, physical comedy. Yeah, he does he's a lot of really good physical good at comedy. It in, in this I, I will. I will. Movie. I mean, his his actual speaking comedy is a little broad. This is a very broad movie. Yes. This is a super broad movie. Except yeah. there are some really heartfelt moments. There are some between, heartfelt moments between Mark Miller and Savannah. Well, Mark, well, he's the writer, and he was writing a character who was an analog of his daughter. So yes. clearly, yeah, he he had an advantage there. But I'm talking about the comedy moments. No, I agree. The comedy moments are super broad in this movie. That's all you care about. Oh, oh wait, sorry. No, I I was joking. I also care about explosions and jetpacks and car chases, and they're they're. Precious few jetpacks in any of the movies we've seen so far. I mean, there was that one in The Outsiders, but, you know, we forgot to talk about it. Um, anyway, so they after that, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm kind of in a gray area about what really uh, happened, 
like for the next few minutes. They more or less they run they she they get chased off with a shotgun. They 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 try to steal a car. They do they do some low level crimes. They they oh they they try to rob the guy who did the voice of Piglet. Yes, that was bizarre. Uh, who's also oh that's a third person. I mean there was a clue by the way where I mentioned uh, you know people like that there was at least two actors who had been on the Golden Girls was my clue for this movie. You know I got people guessing Cocoon, which is a good guess. I'm fairly sure that uh, that the Golden Girls probably slept with every member of the Cocoon family yeah. at some point. But so far uh, we. The first person that you see who's from the Golden Girls was uh, Bridget Anderson herself. She actually played Rose's daughter, Charlie. Granddaughter, not daughter. Granddaughter, Charlie, named after her husband, Charlie. Fran Ryan, by the way, was Farmer Wilma, the 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 handsome woman that a- a- Allie's just waving her phone in the IMDb in my face while I'm trying to talk about the Golden Girls, which is a big the... mistake. Yes, I know. Go you talk know, about you, the Golden you Girls, pull like a fine. bloody stump. Uh, but also the guy who did the piglet voice, whose uh, name I've completely forgotten as well. Uh, I've I've learned it fifty times in my life. I feel like, but uh, he uh, he uh, was also uh, in in an episode of the Golden Girls, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'm fairly I'm ninety eight percent certain he was, and we've got at least one more that will come up later. Uh, and ironically, I think if I were to build some sort of fan theory, this person coming up, his character in the Golden Girls, could easily have also been his character in this movie. Ah, very well done. Anyway, moving on. So they so, rob a convenience store yeah. and, and basically They get $18 and a bunch of crappy food. food yeah. You know, and so they and so they and somehow set up a shop. Oh, and they had stolen this car that's seriously like yeah. made up almost entirely of primer and bondo. None of the none of the doors and fenders match. Yeah. And it barely it, it's always breaking down. Uh, at one point when the cops are chasing them, they hide in a junkyard and the cops just drive right by them because they're just parked because yeah. it looks like a car that was abandoned. Um, and and at some point, but yeah, which comes later. But um, so it's oh, like, it's Lee Van Cleef and Slim Whitman. That's who he looks like a cross between. Okay, I'm so glad we jumped back for that. I um, had to get that out because so it, in the pro- in the process of all this, they apparently figure out once they get the food, and this we don't see this part, but they apparently set up shop in a in in a house, but we don't get to actually see that happen because we jump back now to Savannah. We see the party with her parents. We see her sitting on the stairs and being really sad. We see the 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 nanny. You know, go upstairs and she decide and and you know try to put her to sleep. And then at some point, um, Savannah gets up and she starts writing a note. And it says, um, "I, I said, like I want to run away because and like it doesn't finish." This, yeah, yeah, and, finish. and it flutters down under her bed. No, that doesn't happen there. That oh no, later. she puts it down. Oh yeah, she, we don't get to see the rest of the note yet. What happens is it then cuts. And the weird thing about this movie is the edits are very bizarre. Like there's these bizarre like freeze frames. Like the like a freeze on someone's face, and they don't fade out fast enough. So there's this like yeah, just weird snaps. like it's like it's like you're stuck on somebody's face for a while, and then all of a sudden you're in a new scene. It's yeah, yeah, really bizarre. yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's like they were. It's it's almost as if they were like we got to put a fade in here, but they forgot to do it. Yeah, it was really weird. So they jump you know, to this next cut, which is between the mother and the father, where the mother is like is basically kind of saying, you know, I'm not really happy with the way things went tonight. He says he's not happy with the way things went tonight. She said like, she said it was fine. You. You're, they, great. you're great. You're great. It's fine. And he's like, well, I need your support. And she's like, you have it. Um, but you could tell that she was annoyed that she didn't get to go. Yeah, and, and, the fa- and the father's a real stuffed shirt. Just a he's jerk. just And he's also, he's he's like, basically, he looks vaguely like a, a slightly older Dirk Benedict for the A-team, like face man yeah. from the A-team. He's, he's, he's handsome in a really bland way that like you, 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 you like, like he's handsome in a bland, rich he's hand- white guy. You know what he is? He's handsome in a soap opera way. Yeah, he. Yeah, oh, this movie. Yeah, he's very soap opera handsome. He yeah. looks like. Yeah, he looks very much like a guy who would be considered dashing in 1984 on an episode of Santa Barbara. You know, 
Yeah. Um, and so they uh, <clears throat> so they have this conversation, blah, 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 whatever. And the next, I don't know if it's the next day, but soon after, um, um, they have this big, like, party, political, oh, no, 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 the parents leave. Yeah. The they- parents, like, go out of town. And I think it, this is just to show that they leave her by herself. And they, you know, they didn't even, like, kiss her goodbye. Yeah, they go like, they and just leave kind and, of, like, I, and like, she's getting goodbye. picked up by. Uh, no, this doesn't, that happens later. Okay. It's a different party. They're Man. just this just shows them leaving. Oh this yeah, they shows, suck. Oh yeah, yeah, I, this yeah. just shows them leaving. This is basically this movie is by the way designed perfectly for someone about Allie's age. I had this no, I had this theory about it when we were watching it. It it looks like it came out in like 1983. Allie was 7 when this movie came out, you know. And you know, or 82, pardon me, Allie was 6, you know. And so, uh-oh, I've told them your age. <laughs> Wait, they we, we said our age on the, I said our age on the first podcast. You did. Okay. So, um, you know, there, you know, like it came out like right at like the, the the peak of the latchkey kid world. It is a movie made where her life is so hard because her parents aren't around. It is the neurotic neuroses and fear of kids about our age, perfectly designed. Yeah, like I, you know, like people who came up in the eighties and came of age in the eighties, especially little girls, because this movie is obviously aimed at like a, it's a, it's aimed at little girls. It's a little girls family comedy. It is perfect for that age, for those, for like parents who like leave kids at home, parents who whatever, you know. Like I was just thinking, like people basically born in the mid seventies. This is aimed at us. It is aimed at especially little girls, <laughs> yeah, and people born, you know, precocious little girls. Well, you know, they're obviously not aiming any movie at the dullards. Like so, they, they, dullards don't need to identify with the movie; they just need to like the explosions, like me. So essentially, um, <clears throat> they, they they do a lot of these little. This, they do this cut, I think, just to show you that like she's an afterthought. She's not their first thought, and I think that when so that's one of the reasons she's sad and she wants to run away, and that's fine. Well, it's not fine, but it's what happens. And the then there's this big party at their house. Obviously, they're back in town. And I think in the meantime, we've been interspersing these cuts between Alvy and Bootsy back to Savannah. So time is passed. You get the idea that time has passed. Yeah. like so Oh, they that- eat roadkill at one point because they couldn't get chickens. That was we- the day they couldn't yeah, get chickens. Yeah, I know. I, I forget yeah. to mention that because they, they throw in a roadkill joke and yeah. I just I just got to get that in there. We all if you were them. worried that they were, this was a movie that doesn't show characters being disgusted to find out they're eating roadkill, don't worry. You can still watch this. This is exactly for you. So the the then the here's the like comes the like inciting action, if you will, um, uh, which is of course sparked so, by the little rascals. Yeah, what she <laughs> it saw, is, it she is. saw this this episode of the little rascals the same night as the the big donors were at the house that talked about running away from home. Mm-hmm. So she comes up with this. She devises this plan after she writes the note. She leaves a note in her parents' room, which flutters down under the bed. So that's right. what John was And that's actually before. when they rob the guy. Like, right after that's when they rob the guy. Right, right, right. So and in the process, she's packing in her little Snoopy suitcase. And she, uh, since there's this big party going on in the backyard, the parents have talked to a, a, a family friend who's going to take a bunch of the kids and go to like a playground that's nearby like a big playground big park sort of fairgrounds or whatever and um they're all there and so she sneaks behind the this big station wagon kind of looked like a station wagon we had them growing up and throw like puts her little suitcase in the back of the car nobody sees it because she gets in to a regular seat and who's looking in the back of the car anyway so she gets in and they go to the playground and they they're on this uh, merry-go-round and, oh, and by the way this playground is so perfectly 80s. If you're too young to remember 80s playgrounds, perfect, you should watch this yeah. movie because you could see how dangerous. Like there is literally a straight drop slide yeah. that is all metal, and I am not joking. It is about 30 feet high because really there are scary. people walking in front of it, 
and it towers past them mm-hmm. like five times their height. Yeah, it's, it is huge. It's hugely and like and dangerous. there's the creaking horrible merry-go-round. Yeah, that's what they're sitting on. They're sitting that, on that, that merry-go-round. And, anyway, so yeah. when they're on there, one of the other little girls is telling uh, like a a fantasy story um, about um, basically. Uh, princess you know you know who's misunderstood who meets up with these two sort of vagabonds and um guys and she essentially you know releases them from their vagabondery (laughs) (laughs) oh my god and that was the movie's plot oh god this is just like when i found out in Shaun of the dead that they synopsized the movie and like the the drinks yeah oh my god (laughs) so long story short too late drink um she she gets really excited about the story they decide to play hide and seek so of course when everybody's going to hide she goes to hide and instead she grabs her suitcase and oh, she yeah. hides in the she back she plays them she plays them she does she hides in the back by the way she's supposed to be 5 or 6 and yeah. she's supposed to be really young she's supposed to be she, really young she yeah. pulls out her snoopy suitcase and she finds this old junky car and she, she hides, just hides in, in the back of hides it hides in the back seat and meanwhile Meanwhile, uh, Alvy and uh, Al- Alvy and Bootsy are pulling pulling one of their grifts. Yeah. They're pulling a grift. They are. Bootsy's sitting next to some old ladies. You know, he sits on the bench next to them while they're talking, and they're 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 babbling on. And he puts his jacket lining over the purse yep. and sneaks it off, and then runs off. And I swear this movie doesn't have it here, but it really should have the little you know, because yeah, really they should. he they they run and dive in the car and drive off as quick as they can. Right. And, and then, they and then they, they and then they and they don't realize she's there because she's she's talked right. down like. And the by the way, this scene, this scene, and the scenes before it with Albie and Bootsy, they're like this. There's a lot of scenes with them where it looks like like it's kind of like us in that like they mistake raucous bickering for actual comedy. Yeah, <laughs> they don't actually put jokes in a lot of times. No. It's like it's like and. In our defense, we're just babbling on with each other and trying very hard not to actually have a fist fight in our basement. This is true. You know, whereas th- th- theirs was scripted. <laughs> like, I feel like they might have wanted to include one or two jokes because the least funny scenes in this movie are the ones where they're arguing with each other. Yeah. Because there's no point to them. They go in circles. Well, so, okay. So they get, so they're driving and they stop along the side of the road at one point and because there's an, uh, there's like an ice cream truck. Yeah. And so Bootsy gets out and gets them both ice cream. And there's this conversation about how Alvy doesn't even like ice cream. And he's like, he's well, like then nobody just get likes ice cream. He's like, everybody likes ice cream. He's like, well, I don't like, like ice cream. Cream. stupid and he, so he takes the cone and he throws it out the and window a, by the way it's a nutty buddy I'm pretty sure yeah he throws it out the window and it hits a cop so of course the cop is dying now. He's freaking out because you know who wants and the to cop, stop it. And the cop and they actually do the big long slow yeah. burn of the cop because it's a motorcycle cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah, driving. It's a hits, hits, cop. A, hits the glass windshield of his. It's a chip basically, yeah. but a but a Utah one. So I guess that's a, a, a whip, 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 a whip, whip, <laughs> <coughs> tip. Um, but that's so he does this long slow pull, like he ro- orbits around, drives all the way back, and said. What was that all about, buddy? Yeah. You know, and they and he starts like basically like Alvy and him are, are trying desperately to like they're like oh, didn't mean to do it. You yeah. know, I just it just flew out of my hand when we were talking. Lost control of the car. Lost control of the yeah. no, not, no, lost control of the cone. The cone because the car was parked. That's right. So I was and he's to pull like, out you lost, lost control of the cone. And, and then he looks in the back and, and there's he sees Savannah, Savannah. The cop looks in and, and he just says really briefly. He just says, "Hey, you know, sweetie. hey hi, sweetie." Yeah. yeah. And then and the, and Alvy and Bootsy <laughs> just look at each other like. And they do a pretty decent yeah. like little little uh like dawning realization yeah. that there's a little girl in the back and yeah. they immediately come up with this lie that it's his sister's kid and he's yeah. watching him and everything yeah. and blah blah blah, you know. And so but and then the and then the cop gets called from an APB. Because because at this point, and funny enough, the weird part is that right before this, there's a call to Savannah's parents 
So they get interrupted in their big party, um, and the mother gets the phone, and she... Oh, and it's like that princess phone on a pillar? Yeah, it's like outside. crazy, Because yeah. it's outside, and yeah. obviously this is the days before cell phones, and really cordless phones didn't really... Right. Weren't that, pop, weren't that common either at this point. Yeah. And there's a lot of princess phones in this movie. I yeah. feel like, like if there was a princess phone lobby, they might have like sponsored this movie. But like it's literally like a... I don't know if it's gold, it's but it's gold like it's like a aqua. metallic. Yeah. yeah, it's like this metallic princess phone on like a golden pillar outside. Because that's how you really show wealth <laughs> is gold pillars with metallic princess phones. So on she them. gets on the phone, and of course it's the the mother, or the friend, or whoever like, it is. I've watching. lost I, your, your daughter. They were playing hide and seek. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. And so they're like, "Well, we'll get down there." And of course, at this point, and, the, they get and of down course, there. the dad's annoyed because it's interrupting it's his fundraiser. Party. But they go down, <laughs> and they, um, you know, of course, everybody's starting to look for her. So the, I, I think the implication is that the call. That the that the cop gets is to come down to the park because they're searching for a little lost girl, right. which is kind of amusing when you think about it. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a there's a whole lot of ineptitude by the law enforcement in this movie. Oh yeah. I mean, just ineptitude. Which I think is kind of cool. I mean, I, I'm glad it's just ineptitude and not like act, actual outright brutality. Although yeah. there's a little bit of that too. There's a little bit of law bending, uh, you know, later in the movie, uh, you know, by the cops. We'll yeah. go into that. But so. They so they end up uh, you know sort of driving off and they're like they try to get her to tell them who the, who she is and, and what she's, she's like, doing nope. and she's like nope and they're like well you know are you know and they try to get and rid she's of like her. and she's begging them not because yeah. she doesn't want to be she found. doesn't want to go like, home she actually thanks them when they leave like they're about to like thank her for like not telling on telling them on them to the cops and yeah. she's like thank you for not letting the cops know yeah you know because she wants because she's on the run she's trying to get right. away so they try to like basically they like open the door and leave her um, they try to drive back to the park to drop her off but the cop the place was as they say lousy with cops which i think is hysterical and they, so they open the door as many cops as lice yeah so they open the door and and they let her outside and she starts running after the car and so they're like, like yeah yeah oh they drop her off like you drop off a dog in the yeah. woods you know like don't don't boy just just you go right here and they start to drive <laughs> and she's chasing after them yeah. and then uh yeah and alvy gets that weird flashback oh yeah and like flashback. and it's the only reason you know it's a flashback is because the film stock changes to something that looks even more brown and degraded yes. than what we were already watching of, of like a little boy running and kids laughing because he can't catch up with this truck yes and he, he says stop yeah. he, he's he basically swerves the car into a pile of trash yeah kind of like actually kind of like in um girls just want to have fun yep. when he's driving and there's trash in the middle of the street you know and unlike girls just want to have fun there's no angry british women that wasn't in that movie. That was in Repo Man. Repo Man. Why the hell did I think that was Girls Just Want to Have Fun? Oh, you're, Unlike you're Repo hell. Man, there's no angry weird. And I've seen Repo Man how many times? Repo Man how many times? Uh, the, there's no angry weird British woman yelling at them. It's just suddenly, you know, like. But everyone goes to help because it must be Utah. You're right. Mm-hmm. It had to have been a bunch of Mormons because there's just no. But the movie does go out of the way to make sure you know that these are not Mormons who are the main characters. It does because, well. I don't think Father Pat Morita. Oh, right, right. That comes later. No, he doesn't. He's actually in earlier in a scene. Oh, is he? There, there's a scene with him early on. Oh, okay. Well, you anyway, know. point is, the, they, they they pick her up and they put her back in the car and they're like, oh, no, she just falls out of the car all the time. It's a weird thing that happens to her. Yeah. Give us a oh, push she just fell, she just fell in yeah. the car. And everyone's like, okay. And then all the cops are coming and looking. They're kind of just gradually walking towards them. And, and they like, just, thanks, we and got it all. They get a push already. start from yeah. like five people. Yeah. <laughs> So weird. It's amazing. So they and take then, off and they're like, we're going to get this kid off the street, you know? And so they end up going back to their hideout, like hi- yeah, their like house this, hideout, uh, which let's have a moment. Oh, it's, oh yeah, we're going to have a moment. Talking has a about, moment. Talk, yeah, let's have a moment. So t- speaking of the Golden Girls, 
and John is going to go into this for you, but I, this was what I wrote when, when we finally figured out that the two things that I wrote about this place, their home that they end up in, is uh, one is they recently did Streetcar. Yeah, it, it's set. definitely like, I was going to make a look back in anger joke, yeah. but I think I made one earlier in another episode. I so can't I can't remember. But like, it's definitely mid 20th century like theater. Like, they just did Streetcar. Lower class. It's like everything's falling apart. The paint, you can see the lath on the walls, like, because the, the, you know, like the walls are like falling apart. And and also, it is basically the Golden Girls' house. Now, John. Okay. By all means. Okay. She says this because at one point, uh, Alvy enters from the opposite side of, like, he enters from what is supposed to be the outside, but he's coming in from the middle of the house. And I don't know if I can do this justice uh, off the top of my head, the level of complexity that I have with the Golden Girls house. And I've heard people try to explain this away, and every diagram I've ever seen where someone tries to put the Golden Girls house into a physical reality, is it always is lacking in my mind. I, and I've seen many theories about it. But if you're, in case you're unaware, the Golden Girls house is, for want of a better term, non-Euclidean. It is, it is something that if you contemplate it too much... The road lies to madness. I, I most of you have probably seen an episode of the Golden Girls. Maybe seen a lot of them, you know. Uh, but the Golden Girls house, as it's laid out, there is when you walk into the house, there is an open living room area that leads back to open doors, and you can see the outside lanai, which is something that apparently only exists in the Golden Girls, uh, because it's the lanai is basically. Uh, Oh, this is funny. Allie doesn't know this because she's leaving. Uh, Allie's just left the room and put me in charge so I could badmouth her the entire time it's gone. And then whenever she comes back, I'll just say, isn't that amazing about the Golden Girls house? No, I'm just kidding. Damn it. She can hear me. No, she's going to shut our dog up. <laughs> like, But um, so uh, this is why I'm not going to get interrupted as I ramble on about this house. Um, so, you know, you've got that open open room behind. It's the lanai. The rooms go off to the back and there's a kitchen. But if you actually watch the Golden Girls. If you go from stage, stage, uh, stage right of uh, stage left, pardon me, where the the front door of the house is, through, you keep going toward, you keep going towards, uh, you know, towards stage left, you get into the kitchen. The door to the kitchen, right behind the door to the kitchen, like in the kitchen, the inner door is the door from the outside. But if you look in the other room, there's a hallway there. It goes to the back to like Blanche's weird room with all the leaves in it and all the other rooms. Uh, you don't really see any other bedroom because Blanche's bedroom is the only one really important to the plot. Um, you know, and those bedrooms, by the way, also branch off in a way that theoretically there are bedrooms that exist in the lanai. Uh, if you look at the front door, the front door does not like it. The front door opens up to a little porch area like it's on, kind of on the side of the building but if you look at the exterior shot there's no porch it's just a door <laughs> uh, there's a garage that they're coming when they come into the garage has to be in the center of the house uh, there's there's an exclamation point on the carved into the inside of the front door, but I uh, that 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 I that may be or may not be related. It could just be some sort of weird eldritch symbol, uh, you know, from the the nightmare cult that built this uh, building to call Gozer back. Um, Anyway, Allie's back. I don't really have a punchline to this because Allie kind of just went talk about the Golden Girls house and left. Um, but yeah, like, but so so anyway, uh, enough about the Golden Girls house. Basically, Allie just enters from the wrong side. Yeah, and that's that's ultimately the the, the simple explanation. That. The Golden confusing. Girls does not get a simple explanation because that should not happen yeah. in a set they use constantly. So so sorry. Um, I'm, 
so I have strong the, feelings so about this. So they go to this new house and they, you know, they're like, okay, sweetie, well, we're going to put, they, she still hasn't told them her name yet. And they're like, we're just going to put you to sleep, you know, put you, not put you to sleep, that sounds terrible. We're going to go to bed we're now. Gonna, and, no, we took Savannah to a farm. She's playing with all the other little girls. <laughs> and um, so Oh God, Albie, now that I think of her so, actual fate, that's depressing. That is very bad. So they, when, when Alby gets in, um, like Bootsy's in the kitchen and they're talking. Bootsy's in the kitchen. Shut up. And um, Alby comes in with a with a um, a newspaper and he's like, I know who this kid is. You know, we're gonna we're gonna make money off of her. You know. Oh no, that happens the next day. Forget it. No, they they put her to bed first. Yeah. 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 Okay. So anyway, put her to bed sounds a lot better than put her to sleep. Yes, it, it does. So basically, what ends up happening is that she calls for Bootsy to come in, and so they go in, and he's like, Why'd you tell her her na- your name for? And and he's like. I don't know. And he's like, well, we don't know hers. And it's like, oh. So they go and they, in. And they have another bicker fight that isn't funny, but they bicker. So they like us. And then she says, Bootsy, will you tell me a story? And he's like, well, I don't think I know any stories. And she goes, then I'll tell you one. And by the way, this is really the only way you can actually watch any of the Song of the South these days. Because she basically tells the story of Br'er Rabbit and the Tar Baby. Yeah. Which I recently found out when I was trying to figure out if this movie had a theatrical release. I still could not figure it out. But um, apparently a piece of trivia on uh, the Bridget Anderson Facebook memorial page apparently her uncle uh posted there and said that this was during her screen test they asked her to tell a story and her story so charmed uh miller and the other people that they put that scene in of her telling the story of Br'er rabbit you know which explains a lot because that like really it, it doesn't make sense and like i remember watching it going why is this here yeah why are we watching a little girl tell a story because it does it goes it is, it is it, really charming it, though. It, it's charming in a way that my golden girl story wasn't but it's very similar to that in that it's like why are they talking about this now and then it just sort of ends well, she has to tell them a little story, and it's really cute and sweet, and you, you kind of start to sort of see them starting to like. Well, like, yeah, I, I, I understand. Her I, look, and... I understand, like in the grand scheme of things, it's it. You know, it's shut a up. She's cute. Minute. Okay, anyway, so um, she. I don't. She was also cute as Charlie, Rose's granddaughter. <laughs> in the, in that girl. episode where Rose had to tell her daughter that her husband did not save money as well as she thought. Yes. I have strong feelings. John has strong feelings. He has a lot of the feelings. Stay tuned for my Golden Girls cast. Oh, God. It'll just be me in a room talking oh, for hours. Y'all can run. Allie's not invited. Huh. Y'all can run. I'll not be interrupted by I, you. When I, I, I talk highly about recommend drinking during girls. it. Lots of drinking. Well, I'll be it. drinking. Okay, so. Um, I wish I was drunk now. She, she tells them right before she falls asleep that, and Bootsy, tomorrow I better call Mommy and tell her I had a sleepover. And they're like, well, you tell us where to call. We'll call her right now. She's like, oh, no. Tomorrow will be fine. I got to tell you guys. Seriously, you want to see the most charming kid in the world? You got to see this movie. And I, She's I, so charming. She was kind of uh, wasted in the in, in cast in the, sometime in those, uh, like, the early, mid-80s when she was that young. She was never, as far as I can tell, cast in some horror movie mm. where she was a creepy preternatural child. Yeah, well, she should have been. Because she, oh, she got some sort of Pet cemetery style movie or something or The Omen like she definitely could have been something creepy, so uh, cute. you know. But very cute. And then Alvy goes off to a bar. Yeah. Well, is that that night? Well, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They honey. figure. They have to figure that's out. That's the next thing in my notes. So that's basically, what I'm talking about. basically, <laughs> what's going on here is they find out. Yeah. Oh yeah. He brings, is, yeah. The that, next morning he yeah, brings, he brings yeah. this paper. Yeah. You're right. In, that's realize, the next night. Yeah. Thank you. So he brings the paper in, and basically they find out that she's like, he's like, we got a hot kid, and he's like, I know, and he doesn't mean hot in the hot like sexy way. He's like hot as in like everybody's Wait, wait. Please call in. Before the podcast is done recording, and let us know if anyone actually thought Allie meant a hot kid, because I well, have enough respect for in my these audience. Days, you have you have to be too careful. I have enough respect for my audience. I don't think it's the audience's fault. It's the it's the wording of the times. I don't think no, it's not the wording of the times. <laughs> let me finish what I was saying. I I I just I just want to clarify. 
I would never have thought that. And it speaks volumes to you that you think you have to cover on that. Okay. So anyway, they realize that she's worth a lot of money. So they they have to be really careful about what they do because they're they are convicts. They are now you know they're wanted men. Wanted men because they've also you know they ripped off. Oh, sorry. They ripped off you know people and you know convenience stores and whatever. So they've been like committing crimes in the process. They almost stole a chicken. Yeah, there's lots of stuff. They ate roadkill, which is not legal in most states. I believe it's legal in West Virginia. They. No, I'm, I'm, that's not a joke. I believe it is legal in West Virginia. You you hit it, you can keep it. So but most states, that is illegal. They So he decides he's, they've got to figure out a way that they're going to get somebody that can help them. So this is when Alvy goes to this bar. He goes okay. to a honky-tonk, so really? let me tell you something. I I, <laughs> I, I went to Montana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Allie, always looking for an excuse to talk about your time in Montana. Ooh, we're so impressed. You've been to Montana. I don't know that you should be so impressed. <laughs> And I have to say, I'm I'm kind of a lover of big dive. Cheyenne here. <laughs> I'm kind of a lover of dive bars. I think they're kind of fun. That's um, Wyoming, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I think they're kind of fun. And and anyhow, um, but probably the diviest dive bar I've ever been in was in Montana, and I love Montana for its like <laughs> the montana audiences are the best audiences in the world i love you i kid you know it's all part of the I act like, i like their mountains i think and i think <laughs> you think you like their mountains how I drunk tell you, were I you i was a little drunk through the entire time i was in montana but well, that's but, okay i think it's legal but and, and this is the best part about montana you're at a bar you're drinking they close the bar they give you a to-go cup yeah i am not joking I've never seen that before. That was kind of the coolest moment of my life. Yeah, because they don't give a damn in Montana. No, no damn. Look, not not, not one popula- damn was given. Their population density is so low that the yeah. odds of you actually driving into another person True. when you're in a car is My point is that that this place that Alvy goes to looks better and cleaner than the dive bar I was in in Montana, but it's a close second. So it's it is Well, yeah, it's actually deep, it's actually pretty dirty. Dirty. Like, which is kind of impressive cuz this was filmed in Utah and that's like a that's like Mormonsville and I think they have like I think they have laws about like alcohol. And somehow they found the I mean, they did a phenomenal job picking the ugliest not like supposed to be pretty, but they just were like, "Let's go realism here," because she is not oh, she's a pretty a, woman. She's she is the kind of person who goes to a. To, don't, don't let me finish. Don't don't even interrupt. I actually have a thought. Every time I have a thought, you've interrupted me, so I sound even less coherent th- th- this week than normal. And then when I finally talk, I can't remember what I was saying. <laughs> but she's the kind of person who like would go to a bar at happy hour to try to find a date. Oh yeah, like like. Like she's that. Like she's gonna hit on the next guy over. She, she has a killer body, butter face. Oh, don't! Oh, that is so sexist. Why do you have to hate women so? I was gonna talk about her personality. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, no, it's actually her really her, bad it's her hair. hair. It's her hair. It's her hair. It really is. It's her bad hair. She actually does it. When you see pictures like, of her, she's actually not. Someone teased on, her hair to within an inch of its life. It so is so bad. It's really not. It's, her. it's it, it, she needs a conditioner. Oh my God! Does she need conditioner? She needs like perhaps the VO5 oh. hot oil treatment. She needs a lot of issues. She's <laughs> you know, a lot of issues. Her hair a... is bad, but I think it's great because they. I actually... almost said a ketamine treatment, but that's ketamine is. Uh, oh, honey. Ketamine is a uh, is special K, isn't it? That's uh that's what they gave House. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's it's it's, it's tranquilizer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, keratin treatment. Yeah. That's word. Yeah. Keratin. 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 
Ketamine. I need a ketamine treatment. Yeah, uh, you know. We all need one. Thanks to John. Mm. Anyway, so they, she just needs a little help. But I love it because oh, they actually cast scene. her so. But like, this scene, yeah, everything kind of about. Ba- this, I don't like. This it, scene. First of all, it cuts. It looks like the trashiest karaoke I've ever seen in my life. And yeah. it, but this predates the karaoke thing, so I'm guessing she's supposed to be Ooh, just she's a the singer. Band. She's singing. She's actually supposed to be the singer. She is. Um, and she's uh, she's singing this mediocre country song, and Alvy's just like hooting and a hollering and whooping at it oh, like he's the wolf. He's charming. Huh? Yeah, he's like, but he's like the wolf in a Tex Avery cartoon. <laughs> you know, he's she just is. like blowing. Like I'm surprised he doesn't have like a two finger whistle. You know, whenever she comes out, like bat, like his head spinning around on the ground, you know, like tongue rolling out, eyeballs tied in knots. It is he is hooting and a hollering about her, and like. Meanwhile, while this is going on, like as a quick thing, it, like it cuts back to uh, to Bootsy and uh, and Savannah. Oh, They're yeah. playing make believe pretend princess games, and somehow they've got all these props. <laughs> it's insane. I guess that's what she packed. She packed her props because they like it's like they've got a set made up of like it's a castle, and he's got like a hat. That's it. I guess it's supposed to be look like it's made out of a newspaper, but it's made out of some sort of like like cardboard, brown yeah. cardboard paper. Uh, she's in a, a tutu, but she has a tiara crown thing, and there's like a sword at one point. It's like it's crazy town, and they they play for a moment, and it cuts back to the bar, and uh, Alvy is just smoozing, schmoozing. I forgot I'm the sorry. ch. I forgot I'm the sorry. ch there. It's 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 pronounced schmooze. I know, I know. And and also, honey, it's uh, it's not smoot. Why are you making fun of me for something my dad said to someone you've never met? <laughs> Because it's really funny. <laughs> I'm not going to tell that story because tell it is story. it is five steps removed. I know, but just tell it really fast. Okay, I have a I have a I guess nephew in law would be my relation to him or step nephew or something. Uh, anyway, um, his name's Tucker, and this was years ago. Years ago, he's probably mid teens now, and like he was probably like three or four then, and he was <laughs> he was my my dad was outside grilling, and there was some soot on the ground, and um, at one point, he's, uh, you know, telling, hey, Tucker, Tucker, you see that on the ground that you're, you know, that you're, you know, you're touching there? That's smoot. And <laughs> and his father and I look at each other and my girlfriend at the time, uh, we all looked at each other and his father's like, what are you teaching my son? <laughs> that is not, sm- there's no such thing as smoot. <laughs> You know, and so like it's just every now and then whenever I whenever I see something that's smudged on someone, I'm like, you see that? That's smoot. You see, you you just heard this boring story. Like I'm, I, in case you're wondering, Allie didn't run off upstairs to to shut our dog up again. Like it, it wasn't her just like tell us a, tell them another boring pointless story, John. <laughs> like the next time she asks me to tell the story, I'm just gonna say no because I don't have endings to these things, honey. They're just things that happen. It was really fun, funny watching you flail your way through it, though. Well, you know what? Well, why don't you tell me the plot of Moby Dick right now, Allie? Tell me the plot of Moby Dick, and I want a little bit of like analysis. I just don't want you to talk about the whaling and, and, and or skip the whaling. I want to hear the whole thing and about like how it's any metaphors for it. You're looking for you're not going to do it. See, Allie lets you down. I do what I'm asked. I'm more than happy to tell you about my feelings about so on the rye. so. Oh, well, you, didn't you already do that <laughs> for about? Two minutes, you wouldn't let me go on. That's because you were just starting to do spittle. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, this scene goes on, and he he's what this came from originally was the word schmoozing. Not, like he's just schmooze, schmoozing her, schmoozing her, and uh, 
and he he's just playing he's and they're flirting and he's like he's oh talking God. all about how like he wa- would make an honest woman out of her he'd marry her tonight you know like he's just just playing up how great she is and she's like eh. and as I and I actually thought to myself during this I would rather scoop out my own <laughs> nipples with a melon baller than hear this Doreen that's her name talking to him any longer the scene is un. Yeah, she literally like they're dancing and she's going like they're moving around the camera's steady and they're moving so that she's in you know in view and he's in view and at one point she says I love love don't you just love love, love. oh god you point, saying like, it makes it unbearable it's like unbearable. and she's not and and it's like she is hicked out oh, yeah. I love love yeah, boy. you know and oh god it is like it is like I don't want to watch made for Hollywood, possibly TV, maybe for the movie theater, Rednecks, like, flirting. It is no. gross. It is. it is. I mean, I've seen actual Rednecks flirt. It's It can be pretty gross. But this, like, this this was, like, oh, I was, like, everything wrong with, like, love. It's why I don't believe in love anymore and why this podcast is such a loveless gesture of one-upsmanship is because of seeing scenes like that. And what's interesting is that, okay, so it's one point, we, and I don't know when this happens, but they bounce back to the parents because, I mean, you have to see the, what the, what's going on with the parents. And they've talked about the fact that they're going to be bringing in someone, Oh, yeah, this is when they're bringing in, yeah. Uh, this is the big deal. Dobbs, and you don't know who Dobbs yeah, is. Yeah, uh, what, what, what was his first name we began with an A? Uh, Harlan Dobbs. Harlan Dobbs. Harlan Dobbs, which sounds like a southern sheriff. Sounds like a soap opera name. Mm. No, it's a little too rednecky for a soap opera name. Well, it's That'd be a like, redneck soap opera. Are there redneck soap operas? I'm sure there are. Name one. Love in the Pasture. Wow. <laughs> okay, Allie's going to tell you a 45-second story about Love in the Pasture with a great button ending right now, aren't you? Aren't you going to do that? <laughs> let's see. Let's let, Let's hear this. I, we'll get back to the movie, I promise. But like, let's see Allie on the spot for a while. Tell us a story, Allie. Sure. So um, Harlan Dobbs and um, Hope Springs <laughs> are the lo- are the are the love interest in <laughs> uh, Pasture, which is what we like <laughs> over here. Wow, that's and, really going places. And uh, what happens is that you find out, you know, you know, in you know, season two, that um, Hope actually has a twin sister um, named Rave. I know, very strange. Her name was Raven, but she changes it to Rave because she doesn't Rave know. Springs. She, yes, she doesn't know that she's a twin sister. Her last name isn't isn't Springs. She was basically left um, in 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 the pasture to die. You know, they, like they were, Oedipus? yes, they were taking it like, like from the same story. Cause you know, nobody writes anything new anyway. So they, they left her there to die because they, they could only really raise one child. So they like did sort of a, you know, Oh, what do we do? Oh, we'll pick this child. Okay. You go over there. And of course, you know, somebody, you know, is hunting in the woods and sees her in the pasture and, you know, takes this child and raises her. So she is technically Raven Springs, but on her little, um, you know, whatever they left her with, um, it, it was, you know, it rained a little bit and, and the N got, you know, smudged off. So it says <laughs> what, what Rave. they write it in? <laughs> they write it in mud? No, like... they wrote it, well, they wrote it in lipstick because that's all they had. 
So um, when this sort of hunter I, I really guy, I want to watch this soap opera. It's picks, fascinating. Picks this child up. Um, he says her name is Rave, but um, their last name is Johnson. So she's Rave Johnson until, of course, she finds hope, and then then it uh, she finds hope. Isn't that nice? Yeah. There's a whole, and then there's like the families and like the whole thing, and you know, there's a little Hatfield and McCoy kind of feeling going on because there's like rivalry and everything between, but, between the between the Springs and the Johnsons. No, 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 no. The Johnsons are like a, they're, they 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 just have their own life. In oh, a they're good people. Salt of the earth. Yeah, yeah, in a totally different thing. They don't know, you know. There's a, the, but but in in you know. Well, oh, oh, but the Dobbs family. Yes. The Dobbs, the Dobbs family, family has Harlan have, Dobbs. Yes, they have they have a rivalry with another family, and they're like the more they're the redneckiest and the most the wealthiest because um they're the ones that actually. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. It's a really good story. Um, I'm waiting for it to go somewhere. Because, it's fantastic because, so far. Because the Dobbs family. I'm more fam- interested in this than I was in the movie, and I didn't hate the movie. Because this the, is good. I'm, the, I'm go for this. The Dobbs family has always um, run all the main things in, in, in town. So they run like, they run the oh, general yeah, store. Oh, you don't want to cross the Dobbs. Uh-uh. You they don't got cross money, the Dobbs. They, mm-hmm. they, they run the general store. and They and own the cops. The you women, cannot. You cannot. All the women in, in, in the Dobbs family are the teachers at the one school. So- you know, How many teaching jobs do they have for one school? Well, they How run the school. Town? No, no, they have different grades, you know. It's small. Yeah, yeah, but like, is it like a one-room schoolhouse? Cause no, it, like, no, no. Because multiple teachers? No, there's, like... there's, a couple of, there's a couple of rooms, but they, they combine grades. So it's like, you know, first grade through third grade <laughs> is one teacher. I feel then... like we might get a little far, being far afield from the love affair between Harlan Dobbs and Hope Springs. No, right, yeah. Well, you, you were asking about the family and the, and the See, town. This is, why you ca- this is why it's so hard to get into a soap opera. There's so there's many so levels. Many uh, you know, like and crannies I, and valleys, I, yeah. Like, like an English muffin. Yes. So, anyway, um, Harlan Dobbs is um, coming. Oh, yeah, everybody, round of applause for Allie. She, uh, she admirably babbled for a long time with no ending, much like I end up having to do. I did not actually leave because uh, I, I really should have, you know, like, because, you know, I feel like I might have made you nervous. You know, maybe if you just had yeah. the mic there, you could have you could have really gotten deep into the spring Dobbs, Rival, Johnson, Johnson Storyline. Storyline. Is that what you're trying to go for? Yeah, something like that. Anyway, his name is Harlan Dobbs, and he's played by Peter Graves of biography fame, and of course, Mission Impossible. I'm sorry, and Airplane, the best movie ever. Allie, Allie, Allie. Let me talk to you a little bit about how you structure the cadence of a list. You put the best thing at the end. Oh. If I'm still giving that, you don't put, that's why I started with biography. Then I moved to Mission Impossible. Then I moved to the Academy Award possibly winning. I can't remember. Stalag 17. And then I was going to go to the greatest achievement in modern cinema, Airplane. Did you all notice how uh, John Walter just Clara Dobbs schooled me? Was her name Clara's? Clara? Yeah, it was Clara oh. Dodds. She's 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 actually the mother, the the one that started oh, the school. God, this is a really complex show. Mm-hmm. This is like this is harder to follow than like the family trees in the back of the Lord of the Rings. I kind of feel like they should have a house like the Golden Girls in this particular show. They don't. They don't. Your mind is a house like the Golden Girls Alley. Thank you. Anyway, so, so they Peter call Graves. so Peter Graves is Harlan Dobbs, the world's foremost expert in always getting his man. And let me tell you, he is so inept. He's the he's he's phenomenal ineptitude. I almost feel like they got Peter Graves, who's brilliant. Like he does his oh, did, you know, I'm gonna things, tell you right now, he I didn't need like, to audition. No, no, I'm telling you, they, but airplane they, got but him. I part. almost feel like I almost feel like they they were hoping for the Leslie Nielsen like 
because Peter Griffiths is so he's so like I don't even know. Oh, like, Peter Griffiths is great in this. No, he's great. Don't get me wrong, but but okay. He's playing the Peter Graves character. Yes. Like and and actually, this goes in to my Peter Graves, by the way, the third member of the Golden Girls triumvirate here, mm. where he played. I believe he was a newscaster, but he was dating. Uh, I possibly Rose. He was dating one of them, and his mother, who is still alive. <laughs> dominated his life and he was like you know this guy who you know very very strong-willed you know handsome older man who's completely devoted to his mother and can't do anything without her permission and so he ends up breaking up with uh whatever of the golden they're all golden those girls but he ended up breaking up with whoever because his mother you know was controlling him and he tried to stand up for himself and blah 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 he comes in and he tries to but that's this character here he yeah. seems so strong like he comes in he's so like competent he always gets yes, his man yes. and whatever and you realize like within like a few minutes that he's the biggest idiot on the planet. And this movie is a comedy, so I think it's obviously intentional. Yeah. You know, like like he gets everything wrong and the cops are like, okay. Yeah. They're like, we already did that. We, we already, already did that. that. We already I did that. I needed to talk to the FBI. I, want, I need a list of all the mugshots of anyone who's been released from We've done it. You know, I... We need you to tap the phones and the, we've already done that. Done that, yep. yeah. Yep. Like it's just like, it's... It's almost like you don't even need me. And they're like, mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's a Kind of like how you ask me on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Anyway, so, oh, um, so yeah, so he comes in and he has, you know, at first you feel like he's competent. He's asking all the right questions and things like Because he actually is the first one that ventures the idea that maybe she ran away. And they've questioned the cop that saw her in the back of the car. And she describes them. And he even says... I don't think those guys even knew she was in the car. So immediately you see that the cops kind of have their sympathy towards the guys because there's they didn't know. But, so there's but, no reason. But the father is pressing that this has yes. to be a kidnapping because he, he needs to look good. His right. daughter can't be running away. And she it, has to be kidnapped. Exactly. And at some point the nanny finds the piece of paper that had fallen under oh. the bed and it says, you know, I, I, I wanted to run I want to run away because and then it's just like a sad face. It's so it's like heartbreaking. And he goes did you show anybody else this? And she said no. And he goes, I think this would be really confusing. So let's just keep this between us. And you can totally tell the nanny yeah. hates him. And he takes it and he throws that in the that evidence in Perhaps the fire. A brief but bitter affair. <laughs> God, it's so terrible. I think at one point I actually wrote down about their their um, their marriage. I said their sex life must suck and divorce that jerk. Oh, and yeah. then I stopped writing after that because I just couldn't handle them. Yeah, I, you know, I stopped I stopped writing at some point myself, but it's a, a little further. It's a little different in the movie and we'll, well get I to that. I also know what's Yeah, I know, but I, I at a certain point I'm just going to be kind of shrugging and going, "Ali's probably right definitely on this because I literally like so anyway, they anyway, he gets back. And like there's this plan, you know, and it gets really weird cuz like he gets back and they call the parents. Wait, wait, wait. Before that happens, he tells her he, he he he's going to launch his plan to Doreen. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because the plan is, is the plan is there's oh we never mentioned there's a one hundred thousand dollar reward right. for her her safe, safe return. return. Now these guys are escaped. Con- well, well, one of them was paroled and one of them was had had escaped four days before his parole or whatever. Right. Uh, they are. You know, but they want that reward because they're like, we didn't kidnap her. We found her. We deserve this reward yeah. fair and square, yeah. you know, and but we're not giving her back without the reward. And she doesn't even want to go back, right. you know, so they're like they're but so they're they're trying to find a way to keep her long enough that they can figure out a way to get the reward money and not get in trouble and, and not, and, and not go back to yeah. jail. Yeah. And what and so Doreen is like he that's the that's the whole reason for his schmoozing her yeah. is that he wants her. But she says no. Right. She free like she's like oh, I can't be involved in this, yeah. and you know, and, you know. So, 
I just stammered again like I always do so whenever next, my brain turns so off. So the next day, you, you basically find out that she says no when uh, Alvy's like nursing a hangover. Yeah. And they decide to go and call the parents. Yeah, and that's, um, and that's when you get Bootsy doing just the worst. Like, it's like a John Walter-level impression of Jimmy Cagney. You know, it's like, I've got your daughter, and uh, yeah. You know, like, it's which that, that sounded more like Edward G. Robinson, but so did his. It was really off. It was terrible. But, it was, it, but it's done purposely, I think. Well, I mean, it is. It, well, it, it, it has to be a recognizable impression right. for a joke that comes later where Peter Graves' character's like, this guy sounds familiar. Yeah, you know? it's so stupid. But it's, um, you know, like, so, like, while... Uh, so like so they basically give this whole like this thing of like you know we we're going to give her back right but you got to you know we, you know like they're 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 basically saying we just found her we don't want you know we we, we want, want no her back. problems we don't want no problems we just want the reward money we found yeah. her yeah. you know we don't want the cops involved and, and of so course, they like of course and they they're put listening her on the, phone. the cops are listening they in on the call they put her on the phone and she talks to the mom and she talks to the dad and she's telling them how much fun she's having and you know they had us that she you know got to eat you know whatever she ate in the morning and like you know she's just having a really jolly old time right and you know she loves them but she's she's good yeah, and you know yeah and uh and and you know oh and i think it's during this phone call i have it in my notes that like at one point alvy is seriously wearing mirrored sunglasses and had a matchstick in his mouth yeah. and i'm like oh my god he's dressed like cobra yeah he was seriously dressed exactly like cobra it was it was and probably, amazing and, and in that scene well minus the they're waiting jacket. for bootsy to do something i don't i think he's bootsy's going to buy get drug like to get things from the drugstore, the, to go to the drugstore oh, drug or what, grocery right store, or whatever to, it is, to get like all the stuff for her, you know, like you know, like it, he's he's kind of stealing things while talking to. He's yeah. he's basically well shoplifting. Shoplifting, I'm yeah, sorry, not pickpocketing. He's shoplifting while talking to the store clerk, and that's actually where the weirdest cut comes yeah. in. That's where that weird slam cut comes yeah. in, because like, and there's this guy who looks kind of like I guess Mr. Whipple. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, the don't squeeze the Charmin guy oh, yeah, or something. Yeah. He's like he's got this weird, he's like this weird balding sort of. Weasley guy, and he's asking him about this kid that he's like, "Oh yeah, it's my you sister's know kid. sister's kid. He's a boy, you know, yeah, like, like making like 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 making and... stuff up, and he's like stealing like a rubber duck and a couple of other. Th- it's like the soap and, and yeah. soap and things like that. Like like while he's talking, you know, and at one point the guy's talking to him and telling him stuff, and he just freezes looking at him and like just sits there for a minute. It's like, like a really weird cut. Like he's just standing there holding it because <laughs> they hadn't said cut yet. Yeah, and then it just slam cuts. Yeah, like out of nowhere. Like, because it looks like he, it pauses on him so long, you think he's about to say something else. Right, right, and then like, you just realize that it's just frozen. It's just, and it's not frozen because he's there. You can yeah. see him moving. He's not yeah. like it's not like it's it's not like it's just a still frame. No, yeah, he's just sitting really still, looking. You know, thankfully, unlike unlike uh, you know the Whatchamadoodle movie, uh, Anna of the Infinite Power. Thankfully, it's not looking right down the barrel of the camera. Yeah, you know, at least at least the sight lines are okay on this movie. So, so in the midst of all that going on with Bootsy and the weird store clerk, um, Alvy and and Savannah are in the car, and um, Savannah, oh God, this is so heartbreaking. Savannah looks up at him and she says, um, "Alvy," and he says, "What?" And then she's like, "Do you like me?" And he's like. Well, you know, whatever. And she's like, yeah, like, well, I guess. Do, yeah, I guess, or whatever. She's like, well, do you like me? And he's like, oh, he goes, you never done nothing to me. And she goes, yeah, but do you like me? And he goes, sure, I like you. You're gonna, you know, make mm. me a rich man. And she goes, is that the only reason you like me? And he goes, yeah, pretty much sums it up. And yeah. it's like the saddest moment. You just well, see her little. I mean, always kind of set up to be. He's he's yeah. a heartless dick. Yeah. You know, but you know, it's you know, there's a reason. Oh, of course there is. It had um, to do with that flashback, in case you were wondering. Which we've now Chekhov's seen a memory. Of, we've seen a couple of them, <laughs> yeah. a, a couple of the same flashback. So you know that it's coming up and it's important. 
Um, and then, and this is around the time for like a while in the movie, it kind of just turns into a domestic comedy. Yeah, it's for like, like for like twenty minutes. Delightful domestic. comedy. I wouldn't say it's necessarily charming and delightful. I it was charming I mean, delightful. But it, it's like first of all, the set looks cleaner now. Yes, it's, start, it's starting to look more cleaning. like a Bootsy's been cleaning. It's starting to look more like a fifties sitcom yeah, like kitchen. Bootsy has gotten a job at the car wash to bring in to bring in money, money. for them, and like you know he's making potatoes, and, and you sure yeah. do like my potatoes. Oh my god, that scene like, was horrible. When he just keeps, so he keeps bad. trying to give potatoes to people and he wants validation for his <laughs> potatoes and Alvy's Alvy's refusing to give him the valid it's it is kind of like an Edward Albee play yeah, really it's like you know like you like my potatoes <sighs> of course I like your potatoes I wouldn't be eating them but you like my potatoes yeah. I wouldn't be asking like it just goes it's on so and on it's insane yeah. you know but then like it and like they, they have like sort of a fun and fancy free montage of them well like, no before that before that Alvy teaches uh Savannah how to fight Oh, oh yeah, he te- yeah. He teaches her how to fight correctly, and is that when he tells the story of his growing yes, up? Yes. Yes. And you learn that the reason, like that, like because she talked about running away, and he talks about like remembering like when he ran away, and he tells this story about how he, what did he steal from his dad? Or no, he had for- been given. He never got uh, any presents growing up. Oh, he never got said, any presents yeah, growing up. Because he gives up. her, he gives her harmonica, and she's yeah. like, "Oh, I love my present." And he's like, "He's like, you know," and he said, "I've never gotten any presents, you know." And she said, "That's so well, sad." He's like, "We don't you get presents?" She goes, "Oh yeah, Christmas I get a lot of presents." Yeah. He's like, "I never got no presents yeah. at Christmas." And she said, "Never." And he said, "Well, once I did. Um, once I got this whole package of firecrackers." And oh yeah, that, that's right. Much, that's the story. Him, um, I, obviously, he's not living with his parents because he's living with his cousins and his aunt and his uncle. And he, he sneaks into the room and he lights all the firecrackers under their bed, and they are jumping up and they're hitting each other and running at each other and they're laughing so hard and he's um, laughing so hard they're not laughing they're not no no she's he's laughing so hard and and he and they, runs, they, ch- and they he chase, runs off yeah, yeah. Ch- they chase him into the woods but he goes too far they don't find him and when he comes back out of the woods they're all leaving to go to town where they go for the like the whole day and night and he's running after the um the truck or the the it's like a hay it's almost like a hay truck yeah it's just like yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's like a farm truck yeah it's a farm truck he's running after it and the kids in and, the it, back and are, it flashes back to the kids yeah, laughing they're laughing and he's and running he's trying to run so hard and they um they drive they off they drive off him. and they're like you know making fun of him and, and he's, he's alone for like the whole day and he, he, day he, and night yeah he's by himself and he and the next the, when they come back he runs away well when he comes back the the uncle. Well, whoops, whoops him! Whoops him to an inch of his life, yeah. and then and then he and then he runs away. He runs away, and yeah. they, he and that was when he was like what thirteen or something like that, he was or like 12. twelve. And he says, and he says that he goes, you know, they always were, were running off and leaving me, and you start to realize that he was the he was the they were taking care of him because he didn't have parents and they resented that like they didn't yeah. want to take care of him right they didn't like him and here this and by the way his by the way his upbringing is so much worse than Savannah's. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I know. I, I look. I, I will say this. It sucks that her parents are not as attentive, but her mother tries to be, and her father's emotionally distant. But she's also given every material comfort ever. Yeah, you know, Alvy's upbringing was horrible. He's beaten, and he lives in a like, you know, like he he lives in a completely loveless family with, that doesn't even give him the material comforts yeah. of life. Yeah, that will actually literally abandon him, not even with a maid. Yeah, you know, like I. So I'm so I'm sorry, Savannah. Alvy trumps you oh, on the yeah. sob story. Well, that's front. the whole point. I think that we get to see but, like where the hardness yeah. comes from. Yeah, and, and it, his running away. It's a secret message to all you little would be Savannahs out there, Alley, that if you run away, you'll turn into a mustachioed man dressed like Jed Clampett, who plays the harmonica and goes to jail, and is broken out by a Ned Beatty playing Otis Analog. 
All right. So we have about 15 minutes left of this podcast. So Do we're we? going to wrap this up. Holy shit. Yes. There's so much more to talk yeah, about. Yeah, we need to hurry up. Okay. Okay. So they, 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 they have a montage, really, you know, like where they're partying around, having oh, yeah, fun. They go, they go, they they go, go on, on, a, on a road trip. Yeah, on a road trip. Like, yeah, I, I feel like the, like some sort of Utah tourism board was involved because oh, yeah. they start showing really beautiful mountains and like, you know, wonderful like like areas of the country. And they go on this like they have this huge montage where they're like playing and then they're throwing the ball around. They're throwing a ball kites. around. They're, yeah, they're playing yeah. with kites. Uh, you know, it, it's they put up a teepee. Like, yeah, they put up really... a teepee. They're wearing Indian headdresses. Really like I'm like like once again props up here out of nowhere yeah. in this movie. Pretty brilliant. And then out of nowhere, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just killed me because I, I I almost died laughing because I wasn't really played for laughs in the movie per se. It was played more as a tension moment. Yeah. But a bus pulls up <laughs> that's like it's. A bus that's like the police department, like it's some sort of thing where they take the police take like children out to play. It's like the brothers and sisters of the police department. Yeah, like, like yeah. and so they're like, oh god, and the kids are all showing up, and and Savannah's like playing with the kids, and they're like, oh, we gotta go, Savannah, yeah. and they run off in the car, and they 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 leave, and they, there's not really like you think there's gonna be tension, and there isn't really. Yeah, like this movie does a really good job of never really keeping the tension. By the way, up. this whole little like jaunt that they take with this picnic and going into the, you know the Utah woods or wherever they go is where the the theme song does pop Savannah, in. Winston. Yeah, you, you're good at trying. I'm not. He's I'm really not even cute trying. When he tries, it's really adorable. Why are you mocking me? I should storm off and make you, you tell a story. But if you storm off, will you please um, shut the dog? No, up a little bit, no, please? you can't. They can't even hear the. dog. I can hear the dog. I don't care. Speaking of dogs, then they go and oh, they yeah, get right. They go and they get uh, and Alvy decides because Alvy's completely changed now. Yeah, he's, he's fall, had a change he's of totally heart. Like, totally fallen for her. Yeah, loves and her. And so he goes. So he, they're sitting down and he's like, and, and, and there's a weird like thing with Alvy and Bootsy because it's not really romantic. It's, no. it's made clear that it is a heterosexual relationship, but they are basically a married couple oh, at yeah. this point. Like it's really ridiculous how obviously they're a married couple, yeah. you know, and, um, like he's like, he's going to go get everyone ice cream. So he goes there and he's like, uh, three chocolate ice creams or whatever. And she's like, you want a puppy with that? And he's like, what? And so he gets her a dog. Yeah. And so she's like, he's bought her a puppy. Like, he's. William Byers free, but still well, yeah. got her a puppy. I like to think that he pretended he paid for this dog <laughs> yeah, okay. to get more credit because he's still a bit of a wheeler dealer and yeah. a huckster. You know, so, so anyway, they've got this puppy and they go back and they play. And it, at like, and oh, and meanwhile, at his car wash job, Bootsy has at some point, and don't correct me about chron- chronology if no, you want to finish this. Because <laughs> if you really want me to finish this, no, I'm going to be talking my out of my ass. Um, you know, basically, Bootsy at his car wash job calls him up with his Cagney impression and says, we don't want the money anymore. We yeah, just, just want to give We just want to give her back. Because, you know, like he, he just wants he just wants her to go home and be happy yeah. and whatever, you know. And um, so they end up. And, and by the way, when they're there, they it, like Alvy asks about the waterfalls up there. And apparently there's a cabin at the top that takes hours to get to by a winding dirt road and that's right. that's that's Chekhov's long winding dirt road to a cabin on top of a waterfall I think that's Eugene O'Neill's but that's okay I, mean, I, I, I got it. I was just. It took of, you a second for there. Well, anyway. it didn't take me a second so much as I was dumbstruck that you would make such a reference. <laughs> anyway, whenever this is clearly based on the plot of the Emperor Jones. So, so they, um, so, so they, so I'm going to go through this rapid fire here. Basically, yeah, the, yeah, like we've ever done anything rapid so, fire. So, See you in 45 so, minutes when we actually finish the podcast. Up. So the next, so the next thing that happens is all the police start to gather. So you've got Dobbs who basically thinks that, um, you know, he knows that they're, they find they figure out they're the two guys and they they try to surround their house. So the whole idea is that they're going to um, 
you know, they want to take a shot at these guys if they see them specifically. And, they know and, that, and they, Alvy is known to be dangerous. He's he's armed I was and about dangerous. To get there. Yeah, yeah but, okay. but you were you were you were getting you were anyway. So since he's known as armed and dangerous, they want to take they want to take him out because they feel like they could then talk Bootsy into just giving her back. Now at this point, he's already called and made this point that he's like, we just want to give her back. But they but Dobbs is he's going to get his well, man. Alvy didn't know that though. Bootsy no. his back. Right. But he did tell him actually that night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did tell before him. This, yeah. Before but, yeah. this. But yeah. So happens. they're 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 going to give her back. But they, you know, like yeah, like they're going to try and find a way to give her back. Oh, by the way, at one point they went to a doctor with Doreen and and like yeah, so and, and the doctor sick. and the doctor is how they found out because Doreen, right. do, the doctor went and told the police. Right. That's how they found it. Like, yeah. They got those. And by the way, they, they they never show her being sick. Yeah. It literally just cuts to the doctor checking on her. Yeah. So it's you very know, strange. It's so very it's, odd. It's almost like a they forgot. It's almost like they forgot how the cop would get there, and so they threw a scene in really fast. Yeah. Like the way I just back backtrack to say that. So this is this is sort of like the the moment. This is like the crux of the moment. So all the cops are surrounding the house, and the parents show up because you know that always happens that they're allowed into the you know crime scene. Fine, whatever. And they're all surrounded this house. Oh, and, and Pat Morita shows up. Pat Morita shows up to see if he can help because he's their family friend who's the the priest. The, the it's priest. basically wearing a cassock. So the when, entire okay, let me finish. Don't interrupt for one second. Just talk to so him. All you have to do is talk they, over me, honey. So <laughs> That's what I, I do. It's impossible to do. Just let it's me very get this voice. I have nothing to say now. <laughs> I literally have nothing to say. No. So anyway, Allie. So they, they're, they're, they're surrounding the house, and all of a sudden, and it's Bootsy and Alvy are awake, and it's obviously early morning, um, and Savannah's asleep. But she wakes up with a nightmare. So she comes running in. And, you know, normally she would go to Bootsy because that's who she's really close with. But she and Alvy have now had this beautiful bond. So she comes in and um, Alvy is, you know, sitting there and, and she's crying. And he says, you know, what's the matter, sweetheart? And she says, and she says, I had a bad dream. So he picks her up and he's holding her. And they have a clear shot through the window. But he's literally, like, got this little child, like, wrapped around him. And he's patting her back. And the music's playing. And the mother sees it. The mother sees it. And Bootsy's, like, in the kitchen cleaning the dishes. And he's just standing there. And they're, like, the mu- music is going. And he's just patting her back and, like, making her feel better. And they're... Their, their plan is to give her back today. Like, that's the whole point. So he basically, after, like, he comforts her for a while. It's a long song, and he comforts yeah, and her it, for a while. It's a, it, it kind of is over long to watch, too, because it's like you kind of get the point, and it just keeps going. <laughs> but... So he she she gets down, and he says, you know, why don't you go with Bootsy, and he's going to help you get dressed, and we're going to go somewhere special today. So she leaves, and now, of course, it's just Alvy in, in the line of fire and the mother basically says do not shoot him like i don't want anybody i don't want anybody putting a gun in there my daughter's in there you're not doing that don't don't shoot him and they're like okay yeah (laughs) well all the police were like fine with that except nobody told dobbs's guys to stand down who are i guess also police of some sort they're snipers of some kind. Yeah, but you can't you can't just be a sniper he's just freelance. A sniper. He's just a you can't be a freelance he's sniper. A sniper. They so they've got to be police snipers yeah, as well. Yeah, I think so. So but they didn't get the memo, I guess, that that they weren't supposed to shoot. Well, I would imagine, original... I imagine it took a long time to walk and hand a memo. This is before email. The original point was that they shouldn't um, shouldn't shoot. shoot. No, the original point was they should shoot if they get a clear shot of just No, him. The, the, but this point. But at this point they said don't shoot, but these guys didn't get the memo. Fine. So they so one of them takes a shot at Alvi. He of course well, and, and, and he's thoughtfully sitting at the sink, he, he, thinking, "Aw, you know, like, and it, it's it's like a happy moment that he's right. interrupted with that. Exactly. And he and happens to duck, right? He happens whenever. to duck right when the thing comes in. So they think they're being shot at. So they 
He brings his gun out. He brings his gun out. They freak out. They're like, we, you know, we, we had a kid in here. What the heck do you think you're doing? And whatever. And then they get in the car. And they basically get him. They they gather together. To, they have to get to the car. They gather together and they do this. They're and they tell they tell Savannah it's just a game because they don't want her to be scared. And so like they're all dressed in the crazy outfits with the like hats and everything. And they're holding they're holding a a, a wooden sword with a with a surrender flag. And they go to the the crappy car, you know. And, and, and Pat Morita shows up. Yeah, and and. Basically, Pat Morita comes to the car. He's like, I can talk them out of it, you know. Yeah. And and it's so funny because, I, you know, I I know he was a regular in Happy Days for a while, uh, in the like late seventies, early eighties. But I know Pat Morita, you know, like many people my age, as Mr. Miyagi, and I kind of always forget he doesn't really speak in broken English. Yeah, that's true. Like he was always Mr. Miyagi to me. So even yeah. when I saw this, so yeah, I like broken English. You know? I, well, even when I saw this movie, though, I was like, he, yeah. There's, it's so true. Like I, I, I had the same thought too. Like yeah, it's just, like, like I, weird. I, I and he's a priest. Like it's he's a like Catholic he, priest. And right. Yeah. It's just such a. It's like it's kind of like whenever I like if you ever see. It's not that it happens very often, but if you ever see an interview with Bronson Pinchot, oh yeah, and he's not talking in the Balky voice, oh, it's like, yeah, oh, that's yeah, right, yeah. he's not a cartoonishly broad, strange Aegean Islander. Well, <laughs> you and you know? have to understand, like, I grew up Jewish, and um, we didn't see a lot of Catholic priests when I was a little kid, and so really, really, you probably, saw, I feel like you would have seen more than me. There's a lot of Catholics in the Chicago area. I wasn't in Chicago. Oh, that's right. I was in the North Shore of Chicago. Where we're at now. <laughs> and there were no Catholic priests That's true. Priests I forget as children, as children, you probably didn't. You didn't just go, as a child, you didn't just go down to Chicago. You no, I didn't just, you like, didn't, take the car and, like, decide to go down there. I'm like, nerd? oh, see What's wrong with you, nerd? I, I know, I was at always, five, I really... I was always taking road trips. <laughs> so, anyway, um, because of that, when, when uh, Alvy starts calling him Padre, I, I, I just... You I thought he played for San Diego? I really did. I, I could not. I really. That was the only experience I had with Padre. I didn't understand. Thought he was Steve Garvey. <laughs> no, it's just a weird moment. Anyway, so um, he comes to try to help, and you can tell in the midst of all of this that he starts to really believe them and um, believes that they want. And to And you get think maybe back. it's Stockholm syndrome because they take him hostage. Well, they do, but but not. But he, well, not it's, really, he's kind of their insurance because yeah. he knows that they're trying to kill him. And. Well, he knows the cops. Alvy oh, knows the cops, cops are, are trying, trying to kill to, like, him. Trying to so, and he goes, "Well, well, I can, you know." He's like, "We're going up to the, you know, to the to the falls or wherever it is." And he's like, "Well, can we stop at the church because I have a wedding?" And so they do. They <laughs> stop at the church so that so that he can go. Perf- so Pat Maria and, and by the way, if you think we wedding, are unfocused. This is a movie that, in the middle of its climax, stops to go to a no, wedding. Yeah, it's very bizarre. And, and uh, by the way, the cops somehow haven't. The cops are waiting outside for yeah. them. Like, Nobody they, decides to go in and break n- up the like, wedding, or not even break up the wedding. Just go into the church and, and kind of and and like wait for the like wait for their moment, like or at least like they, surround it. Not surround like- it. No, they just like one set of cops go in, and all they do is they steal someone. Else. They steal someone else's car, by yeah, the way. In the process, and they use that a car, a jeep, a very nice jeep, and they and they use that to get up to the falls. Okay, so once they're up at the top, there's that. You know what are those called? Like the on zip lines. The cable cars. The cable cars. They're, so they're at the top and down at the bottom are the parents and they basically say, you know, we're going to come down there. And so they come down and it's the parents and they say, well, where's Savannah? And like, oh, she's up at the top. She's fine. She's safe. We just, it, it's, yeah, the, it's like it's, her and, and Bootsy's watching. Bootsy's and watching. Alvi and, 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 and Pat Morita. come down. And they're, <laughs> Father, Father Marita. Father Marita. They come down and basically tell. Oh, his name is Father O'Brien. That's oh, right. That's right. It's like, that's got to be some sort of weird joke. Yeah, I don't like, know. Pat Marita is the Irish priest. <laughs> so bizarre. So he gets down there and they basically say, you know, um, 
that that you know we just wanted to make sure that you didn't have any you know cops here and then he's like well i have your money and he's like well we, we don't want it we just yeah, alvi Alvey says, says I, we just want to give her back and that by the way is the first time alvi has said anything of that sort yes he's been mad at the very idea that they're not going to get there he's coming. been waiting his whole life for yeah, this. this he is, says that like five yeah, times in the like, movie like I got this coming to me. I've been waiting my whole life for this. This is going to set me up for, you know, and life. It, it's weird that he was waiting his whole life to collect the reward <laughs> on a missing child. Right. But So um, they go back up to go get Savannah. And in the process, Bootsy and Savannah are up there. And she says, you know, Bootsy, my dog, my, my puppy has to go to the bathroom, which is bizarre because she never named the puppy. But that's fine. That's not yeah, her name. Is. She's named. five. So they. they he goes, I named okay. my dog when I was three. So go, go, around, go around the car and, you know, let him go right here. Name so Bootsy, for some reason, doesn't. <laughs> Follow her and the. It's like is he like reading the paper or something? I don't know. He's, he's, look, he he's looking look. out to see if they're you know. Yeah, he doesn't camp. turn around once. Yeah, like and so she ends up, of course, lost in the woods at this point. You know, um, you know, yeah, she's wandered she, off. The dog wanders off and she follows the dog and yeah. she ends up so far away that he can't see her. Yeah, he can't see her anymore. He didn't turn around even for a second. You know, and he I admit he's not she... he's not a father. Right. He doesn't know. Like but he's been he's been with her for like a week. You'd yeah. think at some point some sort of instinct of, of like taking care might take over and you might might turn around once. So, literally so, once. So Father O'Brien, Marita, come come comes back with Alvi and they go to get her to bring her down and she's not there. And so of course now they're all searching for her. And of course the cops know where she is because of course you know even though the mother said you know there's no you know of course we're not calling the cops of course the 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 political father does so they're on standby and they all surround the area up at the top of the falls um and they you know they find bootsy and she's not with them and alvi's run off to go find her but they they've now captured bootsy and alvi is the one that finds savannah so they're all like they don't even know that they kind of know she's missing. They're kind of looking for her, but but Alvy's the one that finds her, and you know. And and by the way, this is where the movie gets to a point. Like, if I didn't know it's a movie clearly aimed for children, I was like, this movie makes just a couple of changes in tone, and this ending could get real dark. Oh yeah, it could get real dark. It real really is set up to something that it could go super dark because yeah. he's out. There's all these long shots of snipers and yeah. like training in on him while he's with Savannah. Yeah, and. You know, like like it's this awkward because he's holding his gun. Yep. You know, he's with Savannah. You know, and like and 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 she's basically saying, you know, like he's telling her, like you know, you know, you, your parents are here and you you need to go. Yeah. You know, and everything. And she's telling him goodbye, and he's like, but I'll, you'll come back and see me. You know, and he's like, yeah, I, I will. Yeah. You know, I'll see you whenever I can. You know. And, you and so know, he gives her a piggyback ride back to back you know, to, back to up, and he, and he hand, and he gives her off, passes her off to Padre O'Brien. No, no, to the mother. Oh no, the mother. I'm sorry. And then he goes. No, he goes up. Right. That's right. Oh, that's right. Pat and Rita basically runs up to him because he knows he knows that if he doesn't come get get there, that they might shoot him. Right. So he runs over and he's like, "Alvy, I'm your friend." And so they like walk together and so the, that and and he's like basically, you know, he's like, you know. He, he kind of mentions the gun, like you, yeah. you've got that gun, and they're gonna, they're, you know, they. they well, no, on. he just hands the gun. Over he, oh yeah, he goes, it take it. It, it, it ain't loaded, loaded anyway. Yeah, you know, and like it turns out, he's never like all the time he was brandishing his gun, it, it was not There's actually nothing loaded. in it. Yeah, and so he, you know, so which eliminates the problem of him being a violent criminal, right. you know, For your sympathies as a, as a viewer. So they get you up know. there, and she gets to go give Bootsy a hug goodbye, and um, and and of course there's this wonderful moment where the mother's like she turns to to one of the cops and she's or the detectives and she says, "Can you give us a ride back down?" Um, you know, and the husband's like, "Wait, what?" And she's like, "Yeah, um, goodbye, Richard, or whatever his name is." And so it's obvious that that divorce right. is going through. Thank goodness, because he's such a and that, and that and that cop like like I I can't, he's one of those that guys that yeah. like I I 
I I could not place him to save my life, but I feel I like really I've seen want, him and like I like five hundred. I like him through the entire movie. I really hope that he and the mother get together and they raise yeah. Savannah together. Right. That's what I would like to have happen. I'm gonna fix this ending anyway. The most beautiful. You're, are you writing? Are you writing Savannah Smiles fan fiction? Yes, I really am. Oh and my god! The, and in the end of this movie, which is like the sweetest moment, I think. I mean, the whole movie is really adorable. Um, you know, she's waving goodbye from the back of the car, and the two guys are there, and they're smiling at her, and they're in obviously in cuffs because they're, they're about like to waving. You know, yeah, well, they're they're not really waving; they're just like they're nodding, nodding their, their head heads and they're they smiling. Arms, yeah. And and Bootsy, still with a smile on his face, says to Alvy, "He goes, uh, Alvy, I hope no one ever tells her that we were bad guys." And Alvy says, "It won't make no difference." And oh, oh and and Alvy at this point. He has a wonderful memory. Yes. Where his memory has changed, which, by the way, this this screwed my mind because, like, apparently Savannah has the power to change history yeah, with her cool. love. Yeah, kind of amazing. Because apparently, in in Alvy's mind now, he catches up with the truck and they invite him up and pull him up and they're yeah. smiling and hugging him and saying like, "Welcome to the truck going yeah. out of town." Yeah. You know, so it's so and and then it kind of ends and you get like a you know like a kind of a Grizzly Adams credit sequence of the mountains and yeah. you know there. It ends kind of like Cobra, you know. They're all <laughs> driving away from this pla- this lodge in the middle of nowhere. Right. You know? <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, yeah. So that's Savannah Smiles. I yeah. cried through it again. I, I think I've cried I, every single. I got time. a little misty. The, the room was either. very the room yes, was very was, dusty when we watched it. It was it, to be honest though, it's a very emotionally manipulative movie. It, it kind of does that, you know, like. You know, but now that we've come to the end, and I can't bluff and and stall any longer, I suppose I will ask Allie a question: Was it worth revisiting? It really was. I I, I don't know. I just I have such a soft spot and soft spot in my heart for this movie. I I I, I actually like cannot wait to show it to Jackson. I, that sounds really weird. Like I just think it's such a sweet movie. And I, okay. I don't know. I just like it. It gives me the warm fuzzies, and it makes me cry in a good way. So yeah, yes, it was worth revisiting. So John, was it worth watching? You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I enjoyed it in like a, but it was kind of like for me, and I don't have this strong nostalgic connection with it. And I, I, I kind of wasn't. I think you were a bit more of a latchkey kid than me. I usually had someone. Wasn't. Well, There's always somebody home. Okay, but was it the maid? Well, yeah, I was. Well, I'm just saying. Well, that's Savannah's life, you know. I, the movie isn't about like latchkey kids who are alone and scared. It's you know the my parents, where are they? Kind of thing, well, you know. They were, they were home a lot. My, mo- I yeah. mean, my mom was home always home. Yeah, well, my mom. You know, so I didn't have that like Bond. Also, I was a boy, you know, so I was more concerned. I was more concerned with robots that transformed into either jets, cars, or perhaps cassette tapes. That's true. Mini mm-hmm. cassette tapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, so I, 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 I don't have that. I don't think like I don't know for me if the nostalgic connection would have worked as well anyway. True. Like and it, it there's it's kind of an inoffensive movie. Okay. It's it's very it's a pleasant movie. It's not I mean, other than that god awful endless scene with Doreen yeah, in the she bar. Could, she could have not been in there. And, you know, and I could do with less bickering between the two of them, just like I could do with less bickering between the two of us, because we're terrible people, mostly me. I'm so terrible. Start calling you Bootsy, it's okay. Oh, I get to be the fat one? Thanks a lot. Well, you have a mustache then if you're Alvy. Fine. 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 Whatever. Fine. Anyway. Right, but uh, but so. Uh, so so I don't I, I, I can't fully say it was worth watching in, in, in the sense I mean it wasn't not worth watching. It wasn't unpleasant. But it also like it doesn't stick it's it's fairly dated feeling. It really feels of its time to me. Yeah. It's it, like it's got some pacing issues, like editing issues, things like that. You know, it, like I wouldn't I wouldn't say seek it out unless you like fit that demographic you know, a little more than I do. But, like, if it's on, it's worth watching sure. in that way. 
but it's not it's not worth hunting for you it. need to um you need to give our, our and by the way it's basically not in print anyway you have like the one we got was like a super like i said a super weird we, we bought it like a used like bookstore like for like three dollars <laughs> and it's a very weird gray market cut i don't know if there's an official version of this out i'll look for it and if there is we'll have a link for it if not you know i'll just put up a link to like you know movies by the porn star savannah no you're uh not. because she took her name Based on this um, movie, according to, to the our, uh, IMDb to our, trivia, you have to tell our listeners about the uh, about the other piece of trivia that you alluded to but never told them. I can't remember what that was. The connection of Mark Miller and ah, and Mark Miller and, and his daughter. Uh, oh, I thought I mentioned in passing. That... No, you said you talked about Savannah Miller, but you didn't talk about the other Miller. Oh, oh, yeah, I, oh, I totally forgot. I didn't mention it. On, oh, I, I mentioned it to you like a week ago. Oh, I, I didn't say it on that. No, no, I, but oh, oh well, Mark Miller, uh, oh, I was going to do, um, if, uh, if anyone asked for a second clue, because I put that clue on, on, uh, on Twitter, that uh, the Golden Girls clue, the second clue I was going to say is the movie has a connection to Pe- Penelope Ann Miller, which is that Mark Miller is Penelope Ann Miller's, uh, you know, father. Uh, now, notwithstanding that Penelope Ann Miller herself is practically a trivia question, you <laughs> know, but yeah, so that that's the other connection, and I totally, yeah, I totally blanked on that. So anyway, that's the show. This is our longest episode yet. Um, you know, like it. This 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 episode feels almost as long as that bar scene with Doreen. Oh my god. Um, we 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 only had three or four uh, fights where we had to stop the tape and actually go have at it. I I at one point it, we we are so seamless at editing that you don't know that these things happen. Oh, but yeah. we are, you know, I, at one point I had to go up and murder the dog. Uh, you did not murder our dog, please, Peta. Do not come at us. The dog is fine. Bring it, Peta. I could take you. The dog's fine. I only murdered him metaphorically, <laughs> with kindness. YouTube, with resentment we are recording this on the on the eyes so uh <laughs> and by the way Al- Allie's birthday is tomorrow so if you listen to this before the end of march 16th or even after wish her a happy birthday on the on the twitter she's at ally at ally underscore goodman ally underscore ally oh yeah like ally mcgraw yes. <laughs> or uh, or muhammad ally that's right um and uh i can be found at at hitler puncher if you want to follow the podcast itself and get and you know get these wonderful obscure clues for episodes occasionally um it's at M M I S podcast. Yay. I got it right. I'm gonna clap for you like Jackson claps. Yay. For us. Yay. Jackson, Jackson is our son, by the way. Not not Andrew Jackson, the president, <laughs> who has never clapped for me. Um, and uh, you if you want to find us online, our website is matchmadeinspace.com. Uh, you can obviously find us on the Twitter type. Not, not on the Twitters. On the, well, you can find us on the Twitters, but I already said that. The iTunes is is, is what I meant to say. Uh, also, you know, under our name, a match made in space. If you'd like to send us some um, mail, actual like oh. email, you can send it to Matt. It's so old fashioned and quaint email, isn't email. it? Email. Um, I know. At matchmadeinspace at gmail.com. Maybe one day we'll have a Tumblr. We don't know. Right. <laughs> um, but I think. Or uh, a Pinterest page. I do hear the dog starting the to dog bark started, again. Oh, so. Gotta go kill him again. <laughs> Take that, PETA. So, anyway, this has been a Match Made in Space signing off. Adios. Bye.